It's Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023, and we are back after a much-needed hiatus in between seasons here for our season four premiere back in our St. Louis studio. Excited to talk to you guys and to each other about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, the next title out of the MCU. So much news, so much has happened since the last time we saw you all. Lots of DC things to cover, Star Wars titles coming up. In the news and rumors, fan mail to shout out, as always, some contest, and so much more. Scotty Scoops here, the giggler. Danny Patron is zooming in from Texas. I'm Logan, and this is Mostly Superheroes. Hello and welcome to Mostly Superheroes. Slowing it down just a little bit with this cool ass intro. Got the vibes going and uh, it's a lot shorter than I thought it would be. Yeah, it stopped already. Um, we can do another one too. Here we go. The more the merrier. How's this? Let's get this party rolling. Guys, back again. Hello, hello. It has been a minute. Season four here again on a Wednesday night. In a muggy St. Louis, got storms all around us. Chaotic, but you guys made it here. We got folks in the studio. We got Danny Patron here zooming in. Danny, let's start with you, buddy. How you been? Welcome back. <laughs> I didn't mean to give you an intro song. I meant to. Howdy. Oh my God, that's a thing. It could be like wrestling walk-up. <laughs> Was that his walk-up yeah. music? It is from now on. Make sure you <laughs> I like note that. that. <laughs> How you doing, Danny? I am great. Just coming uh, from the new setup here in Dallas and uh, excited through technology that I'm able to stay a part of the group and talk about this stuff with you guys. You're as not always. You're not discouraged. You're not discouraged from the 45 minutes that it took to get the technology working <laughs> for the first time for us doing this 45 minutes. Like that's pretty good. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like this could have been a lot worse. So <laughs> I think true. we're pretty quick I think, overall. I think so too. We got you in the stream. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, not Trovo this time. Nah, Trovo. Sorry, guys. Streamlabs. I mean, you're not going to hear the apology, but. <laughs> yeah, you guys won't know. Yeah. Trovo doesn't know. Twi <laughs> you know. Streamlabs is like, no, we're not talking to that right now. Uh, happy birthday to the giggler. Aww. Oh, man. Thanks. Hey, uh, speaking wow. of which. Oh, gifts. Oh, Happy shoot. birthday. So, I mean, in our season three finale, it was the holiday special. I mean, it's the same wrapping paper, Scott. I absolutely. Uh, I was hoping nobody would know. This wrapping that. paper is so nice. I it's almost just, want to just take this off slowly. It's good wrapping paper. I got a lot of it. Okay. Take um, this off slowly and just save it for later, but no, nah, nah. I'll just dig right in. All right, dig right in. As you're doing it, how you been? How's Steph? I'm good. How, how's life? Life is good, man. 35, 35 years old now. Yep. Scott knows how to get me gifts. <laughs> and uh, what do you Steelers get you? is right there in the niche right there. What are we looking at? Oh, man. Is this a, a 3D Steely McBeam mascot puzzle? All right. Steely McBeam. Hold it up for the camera. This is the uh, Steelers official mascot. I have him on plenty of my team gear. And uh, Scott, thank you. So yes, it's like a, is it like a statue? 
Yeah, it's just a little like 3D this puzzle like kind of. And oh, you got to put it together. Yeah, this will uh, go oh, on my some desk assembly required. at work, and then I'll have a call that frustrates me, and then I'll just beat it the hell across the <laughs> across the office, and then I'll just redo it all over again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you've had a, a pretty good uh, couple of weeks with the birthday. Had a nice party, and then we just had uh, another big party, Mardi Gras in St. Louis oh this past God. weekend. Mardi Gras has got to be a national holiday in, in the STL now. Yeah, well, I think so I think fun. it is. I think it. I think it, it has is. been. It is. So All right. Fun. Big congratulations to you on the birthday. Missed you, buddy. Good to have you back in here. Uh, bigger news, though. Scotty Scoop got married. Hey. Scoop, scoop. scoop. Scott, I'm taken. Go ahead. I'm taken, ladies. You're taken. <laughs> yeah. It's over. You're married. Yep. The wedding happened. I was there. Talk to us. You're a husband. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. Yep. Uh, I had a nice, uh, great wedding. Uh, we went to Dominican Republic, Punta Cana, Woo. for the honeymoon, seven days. Woo. Excellence, oh, all-inclusive. Uh, great time. Yes. Very nice. Yes. Congrats to you. Congrats Thank to Shanna. I was at this wedding. I danced so hard. Oh, yeah. The whole, like, like there so, was no tomorrow. So sweaty. Yeah. Just sw- so oh, sweaty. We could all yes. tell. Yeah. Everyone knew. <laughs> Everyone, like, many people were like, are you okay? <laughs> uh, and I was, because the love was in the air. Love you guys. And I'm glad you had a great honeymoon and that you guys yeah. made it out, had a good time. Yeah. Made it back safe. Yep. Uh, last Everything time you were in here, good. you were coming off of a tooth surgery. Yes. Oh my god. You all right? It's I'm I'm good. <laughs> the mouth's fine. Uh well. Got something on the other side now. No way. Yep. Going back to the dentist next Friday. Oh, oh that's oh, what no. happens. You go and it's like a stumbling, like, oh well now that we're I in did here. it. I came back in January so uh, they could check everything. They gave me a deep clean. Yep. You know, one one where they had to numb you up yep. because they're going so deep. And they, you know, they only did one side. <laughs> and then you come back the next week and then they do the other side. And of course they get in there. They knock something loose, and now something else hurts, and going back round and round. Ra- yeah, and you're going back for more. Yeah, that's what happens. Is like, well, I guess I'll see you. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, good luck to you, buddy. Thanks. Glad you're here. Good to see you. And Danny, we already said hey to you, but man, thanks for joining us remotely. How you been? Is 2023 off to a good start? What's life you like? Know, I also went to the dentist the other day, Scott, and uh, because I've moved around so many times, I've had like different doctors and dentists and I don't tell them anything. I'm like, I'm just going to let you assess and see what you come up with (laughs) for all of them because they all have different opinions. And the guy starts telling me, you know, Oh, you, you grind your teeth. And I'm thinking to myself, no dentist of the four I've gone to has ever brought this up. Let me see what you're trying to sell me. And he tries selling me mouth guards. I'm like, Oh, I'm good. I got some old, uh, Invisalign. Uh, I'll just put in, I'm like, (laughs) Everybody's trying to sell you something. Yeah, is yeah. what I learned. Even when you go to the doctor, and if you run out and, of Invisalign, you just you yeah. can just go to the store and get those ones you wore when you were a kid for football. Oh yeah, football. And you, yeah, just put the mouth guard in after yeah. you boil the it. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, to get the wow. form form fit. Yeah, I played yeah. football as a kid. True athlete here. That's right, Andy. I, I as a kid didn't <laughs> didn't it didn't take. But um, yeah. all right. Well, glad no, you glad you're here, buddy. Texas is great. Um, got a got a new girlfriend. That was a a fun. Had a defined the relationship uh, conversation at 34. So nice. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Lucky this, lady. Yeah. Did you get her because of this podcast? Yeah. I assume. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, oh, yeah, groupie. Exactly. <laughs> I will say the podcast and being able to say that you do that like on because I was going on a bunch of those online dates like it like kind of piques their interest. It's like, oh, this person has like an outlet. Oh, something different. So, yeah. They're like, they're like, thank God it's yeah. just movies and TV shows. Right. That could be yeah. Anything. I'm like, go watch it. And if you want to go on a second date, then like this could work. That's right. If you're there like, you wow, <laughs> homework. We're not gonna like the same stuff. That's so. a good point. That's a good point. Well, That's a good love barrier. is love is in the air. Did you guys do a, a Valentine's Day thing, or is that like too soon? We did. We Ooh. did. You know, for it, it had only been a couple of weeks, so we just went to like dinner um, at a 
uh, like Portuguese restaurant here that was quite good. Very nice, man. Well, I'm glad to hear that things are going well for you. I'm not surprised at all. Living the life out there in Texas. Yeah. We're here in Missouri. And uh, if you guys are okay with it. You're always like, welcome. Oh, we'll come out, man. Maybe we'll do like a recording out there sometime. I mean, Joe Rogan's in Austin. So maybe we'll, you know, we'll figure yeah. it out. We're all podcasters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, <laughs> we'll we're, gonna talk we're on a group chat. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, we got a lot to nerd out about today. I mean, it's season four. Um, you get elephant in the room. We were supposed to see you guys in January for Blade 2. If you watch Blade 2, there's a payoff for you today. We can't wait to do it for you and what you're watching. What you're watching is packed. And news, news, is rumor, news and rumors is packed, and the meat, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Come on, a movie we heard about in 2019, a title that we were all blown away with when Kevin Feige said it. Today's the day to talk about it. But first, as always, we're gonna open it up with you guys, the fans. Fan mail. We will continue to always feature fans first on this show. We want you to join us in our free, exclusive, private Facebook group, the Mostly Superheroes Squad. You can also call us at 754-CALL-LOG. Put that in your phone as Mostly Superheroes. Text it. Call it. From TikTok, user Big Rich Nose Jax made a comment on one of our posts from our Season 3 finale where Michael Rosenbaum had a cameo on our podcast, which was fantastic. He told me, you know, get therapy, which I thought was a great, it's great advice. I mean, really, it's like, it's, we're talking about the mental health game on this podcast a lot. And, uh, that was what cameo was for me. Michael Rosenbaum said, Hey Logan, get therapy. And, uh, <laughs> big, big, rich nose jacks on TikTok saw this, got a kick out of it. And also said, you know, this guy has another podcast, right? So he says the talkville podcast are you guys aware of this? No, I was not aware. He does it with Tom Welling, and they talk about Smallville. I don't know how you don't know about this. I know that's exactly right. That's that's kind of how I'm feeling. I've, so I've started listening to his in, other podcast, Inside of You. Yes, yes, very. Stephen good. Stephen Amell has some good episodes. Very on good. There. Yes. Uh, well, he's got another one for you, Smallville fans out there. It's called Talkville. Big Rich Nose Jacks on TikTok. Thank you for the shout out there and uh, giving us the tip. Next up, we have one from Facebook, Ian S. from the Nerd Nation Facebook group. We do a lot of activity uh, in this group. They're, they're great, a lot of fun folks. One of the folks there, Ian L., made a comment on our post about Willow, which Scotty Scoot brought into uh, What You Watching. It's a series on Disney+, Plus, uh, made you know 30-plus years after the movie. Yeah. Ian had to say, it's pretty good, but the songs at the end of the episodes, like Metallica, were kind of off-putting. I really enjoyed the original music from the movie. Scotty Scoop, I want to hear from you. Yeah, it was a it was a little strange, um, especially if you're used to watching, you know, period shows, you know, like uh, Game of Thrones, stuff like that, where they kind of just hit you with the orchestral, you know, soundtrack. And uh, yeah, it was a little strange to have like modernized music behind the fantasy setting of a show. Mm. Um, once you kind of wrap it up to, you know, tie it all up. But part was, of you is still like just rocking. Oh yeah, part of me was like. Yeah, Metallica, let's go. Yeah, they should have always done this. Yes. Yeah. E&L, thanks for the shout-out. Uh, appreciate that. Hope you appreciate this shout-out. Uh, love bringing people in from online. Follow us everywhere, TikTok, uh, Facebook, all the above. And last year we did a lot of vinyl giveaways. We're not done yet. We, or you may have seen this on our social media, we are giving away an album from The Black Keys. It's called Brothers. It was a gift that I received over Christmas from uh, my to be mother-in-law 
and I loved it so much that we wanted to give one away to you. So you can go uh, enter this at MostlySuperheroes.com forward slash contest. If you're watching this on your TV or your device, you can scan the QR code on your screen right now. Totally free to enter, and we will mail you this vinyl. If you're trying to get into vinyls, if you already are, uh, if you're trying to get into the Black Keys or you already are, this contest is for you. Check it out. They're coming to us this summer. Yes. Oh, yeah. They usually hit up St. Louis. I feel like they, they, they feel like they, uh, Forest Park. I saw them in, yeah. downtown once at the Dome. And you said they're going to be at Forest Park? Yeah, yeah. with Ice Cube. It's what? like a festival. Yeah. Okay, festival. The two day, two days, two day yeah. festival. Back in St. Louis. Yep. They're so good. Yeah, they are really good. It's I'm excited. Just some of the coolest music that's out there. I Let's think. go. All right, go check that out. Go buy some merch. Uh, lots more happen at the website. For now, though, let's just get into some news. News and rumors. Playing catch up. We haven't been in in a while. It's been two months. A, lot, a lot's happened. A lot's happened. We got to talk about this accident with Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye in the MCU. Snowplow accident. Yeah. This guy like almost died. He owns his own snowplow. Yep. Uh, where Somewhere in Nevada? Somewhere out Utah? west. It's a, somewhere. It gets a lot of lake effect snow. Uh, was plowing his road. Got out and it ran over him. He was like helping somebody too, right? Yeah. And- just to- he's plowing the road that he lives on with all of his neighbors, and it just it just messed him it up. It just it ran over his legs, I guess. And thank God, his neighbor is a doctor, saw him, and came and threw a yeah, tourniquet on. Thank God for that guy. Saved his life, hundred percent saved his life. He would have bled out in minutes if it wasn't for this guy. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, the guy Jeremy Renner has posted many posts since then. Uh, I think very much in recovery. Will be in recovery. Uh, I think I saw him promoting a show that, you know, obviously he filmed a while back and, you know, keeping it going, at least yeah. from a social media standpoint. But you got to know, like, this guy is going through it. So keep positive vibes, thoughts going toward uh, Jeremy Renner because he got hit by his own snowplow. Yeah. Story for forever. Uh, next up, we have Power Rangers fans. <laughs> get ready. April 19th on Netflix. The original, some of them, Mighty Morphin. Power Rangers are coming to a special on April 19th called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always. They for sure got Billy, the Blue Ranger. They for sure got Zack, the Black Ranger. I think maybe they got Rocky, the not, Red Ranger. Not the pink. No, no pink Ranger. No, they got a different pink Ranger from like later generations, but they're going to be on screen. Some of the original suits are coming back. And uh, personally, you know, this is really tugging at my childhood. Very excited to see these folks come back. Anybody else know about this, care about this? I hope they have a nice Green Ranger tribute there you think they're gonna work i don't something know in. i bet i don't know if this is filmed before or after that or what but had what? to be before well it's not even coming out till april so that you probably work in like a something yeah yeah, yeah. was he in it I'm, i don't know i'm pumped for this this will be good to yeah. get the uh the heart heartstrings of, of back in the day yeah Always i feel down like for that i mean look at the logo this is the original mighty Morphin power rangers logo danny was this something you watched is this calling oh, yeah. out to you yeah, right yeah now? i was gonna say but i haven't watched power rangers in 20 something years but I'll watch this on Netflix. Yeah, like, of, of this is just just for the nostalgia, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you're gonna catch any new Power Rangers fans, you know, like the kid. I mean, Power Rangers has been going for since then. Oh, yeah, you a know? long time. Dude, I, I fell down a YouTube hole uh, a couple weeks ago just watching like all these like top ten moments of Power Rangers over the years, and like it's like villains and weird things, and there's some odd storylines that happened in Power Rangers uh, as time went on. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. And all the different names and everything, but here we go. Yeah. The originals are back <clears throat> April 19th. Mark your calendars. All right. We're going to talk way more about this and coming up as we prepare for the rest of the year, but just a uh, very, you know, from comic book 
movie.com, very high level. Every MCU and DC movie you got look good you got to look forward to this year. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania talking about that today. DC Shazam, Fury of the Gods, MCU, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We got Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, The Flash movie. We're going to talk about that yeah. in a second. The Marvels is coming, Blue Beetle, Craven the Hunter, and Aquaman uh, at the end of the year. So a real nice slate. Oh, and also I don't think that Captain America, New World Order, they get they get pushed. Yeah, that's next next year. I that's think next that, year, yeah. I think that kicks off Phase 5. That's or right. No, fa- phase 6. Phase maybe, 6. Or that's, closes Phase 5. That's just me jumping the gun yeah. getting too excited. Okay, yeah. speaking of DC... This was the this was the news at the time. Ezra Miller is going to remain the Flash. This was back in January. Since then, we have got a trailer from the Super Bowl for this movie. Holy cow! Chills. Oh, like bring in. Let's just get into it. Can we just talk about it? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, Keaton, there he is. Yeah, they dropped the I'm Batman. They got the Flash in his new suit, visiting past Flash. We got Zod, General Zod from Man of from Steel. Man of Steel. Like they're messing with the timeline. It's yeah. like it looks like Superman's dead. Sasha Kylie's coming dead. in. Uh, yes. Kara Supergirl. Yeah. This Other is, thoughts? Uh, that's a lot of stuff already. I watched just it in, just in a trailer. Like they they gave that already. Like they had to. I, I could have waited to hear Keaton say those words a bit. I when they put that I'm Batman in the trailer. I was at Andy's house and I was like, there they go again. Like they had to do it. Like yep. people. It's almost like people just won't remember or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see if there's a clear tonal shift in the worlds from like if they're at the the Zod and say it's Ben Affleck Batman and then we go to Keaton's, does it feel Tim Burton-esque or is it still kind of that Snyderverse feel um, that we kind of become used to at this point? So I'll be interested to see how they blend that if they even try. Yeah, I know what you mean because they already showed like a little bit of like Keaton's Batman like jumping down and like swooping and fighting. Yeah, doing some real like I mean yeah. he looked like some 20, real wet work. He looked like twenty yeah. years old, you know. Yeah. How is this gonna reset everything is how I really is what I really need to know. I wanna know that right now. I can't wait six <clears throat> months for this. Well you're gonna have to, Andy. I know. Unless unless we can get a hold of James. Yeah. We could probably get a screener. I mean, I got turned down as by his publicist <laughs> at the end of the year. James, so, James Gunn, you must you must be talking about. I am just making yeah. sure. I said James, right first name basis, first name basis, Andy. Yeah, I can St. tell Louis. you. Hey, a fan, a friend. Yeah, I'm just know? making sure that if he's listening, that he's hearing it. You know? <laughs> James, help us out. We can't wait to see this movie. Um, you know, probably the highly most anticipated thing from DC at the moment. Absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah. All right, next up. You're ready. You're welcome, Danny. I'm wearing the shirt. I've got my modern day Star Wars with a little Grogu on it. I am so ready for March 1st, Mandalorian season three. Multiple trailers out at this point, and uh, we're about to just rewatch seasons one, two, and you know a third of a book of Boba Fett to get ready <laughs> for this show. Uh, Danny, I want to hear from you first. What, how you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited. Um, the whole idea of him going to Mandalore um, and you know, trying to kind of rebuild the Mandalorians is interesting. Now, this is where I have problems because it's like an in-between. So I'm curious if or how these events would somehow connect to the uh, sequel trilogy that we had. Like, I mean, it's just kind of odd. Like if he's successful and all of a sudden the Mandalorians become like a civilization like they were before, is it just they were kind of sitting on the sidelines when there's... uh, first order showed up or you know what the deal is but 
you know, I think this is probably going to lead us into the Ahsoka show would be my guess, similar um, to how season two kind of got us to, to Boba Fett. So I think there's going to be some setup there. Um, always excited to see Grogu just hanging out, you know, Pedro Pascal just killing it and everything he's doing right now. I know we're going to talk about him later, um, but pumped for this to come back. Yeah, man, cannot wait. Uh, Carrie's been chirping me about it. Like, when we gonna? Why aren't we rewatching this? Why, why aren't we watching this? I'm like, you know, it's gonna be one week at a time. I'm like, March first is the day it comes out. Am I gonna watch this weekly? Yeah. Part All of me wants April. Part of me wants to because like Game of Thrones is fun weekly, and when a show is good, it can work weekly. Weekly, we talk about this all the time on the show. But part of me is just like, just let it stack and just watch it over a weekend, <laughs> you know. But Andy, how you feeling, Mandal- Mandalorian? That's in your house. You guys are gonna be watching this. I'll be weekly. I can't. I don't have the willpower to wait for this. Like, yeah, yeah. I just like exactly like you said, Game of Thrones. It's like looking forward to this feels like like an an event. Like with how yeah. good these these seasons have been, like. <clears throat> it, we're not going to be disappointed. It's going to be great, just just like it has been. Yep. Anything else, Scotty? I uh, read today season four is already written. Oh wow! So they're just they're yes. just rolling. Yeah. Okay. So. Good. All right. How about another one? The Boys season four wraps filming. This was like six weeks ago. So we're just yeah. about like we're getting up to like I've seen some promos on social media. Any news on like when this is happening? Do we have a date? I don't think it's going to come out until probably the end of this year. But we are getting the spinoff. The the the, te- th- the college. Yeah, the, like the college years or, or something. It I, looks good. Yeah, it, like, it looks good. I think we're going to get that somewhere. They haven't given a date yet, I don't believe. But I would expect it right around summer. Yeah. Yep, I mean, there are, like I said, I can see the promotions. The socials are are spinning up, and uh, man, what a show! You know, yeah. top tier show right here. The Boys season four, get ready, it's coming, it's on the way. Big news in MCU town. Uh, movie came out that we talked about, I guess, last on the show. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. You know, prior to the 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 best of episode, winner of the golden a Golden Globe award for the first time. Right, at least was it her first? That's that was going to be my question. Angela Bassett. From the film wins a Golden Globe. Yes, was it her first? Uh, That's I where I got confused. If it, it was like the first, for first, like, first for an actor in an MCU movie. Yes. I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's some. We we get this mixed up. Either yeah. way, though, headline: Angela Bassett from the movie winning this award. Gonna give it up for sure. I mean, she's oh a fierce. She yeah. was fierce in the movie. The movie Great itself. Job. Just watch it again. Yeah. It's on Disney Plus. Anybody yeah. else rewatched it yet? Yeah. Last uh, week, a couple of times. Yeah couple times yeah is it holding it's, up yeah it's, hold, it's holding up made me cry yeah. as many namor. times as the first two times i watched it yeah yeah, yeah. lots of tears it's namor insane. was the strong points yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so get over there and watch that that's on disney plus for you and last but not least we had to talk about it so much has happened in the dc world and james gunn finally came out and talked about the dc bible essentially phase one of their plan for dc it was a really long extended video of kind of him explaining where they're coming from that where the a little bit of background of what's happened uh the chaos at dc and essentially what's on the slate um released on my birthday released on your birthday extra special birthday gift yeah. And wasn't he wearing a shirt too that it, said like "Happy Birthday"? It really looked like it said like you could see <laughs> it words. Said, no, you know what shirt. it said? It said "Happy Birthday" to like anyone. It was something like very. I think it said yeah. "Happy Birthday" to the giggler. I think. Yeah, yeah maybe you just couldn't see it all. All right, help me with these logos here. Um, you know, we know the ones that are coming out this year. Obviously, Shazam, The Flash, Blue Beetle, Aquaman. What do we got next? Creature Commandos is going to be an animated film. Okay, I do believe. All right, Waller. 
Waller. This uh, is Viola Davis. I think this is this might be something that's HBO. Okay. Centric. Yeah. You know, I think that's right. Yeah, that sound right, Danny? Yeah. Creature Commandos, I think, was a show, maybe? It's yeah, animated it, show. It's a movie, something. I know it was animated. Superman Legacy. Yeah. They're like, writing this thing. It's a young younger a Superman. Younger story. Superman story. Lanterns. Lanterns. That was something that was show. originally supposed to be on HBO Max, and I think they scrapped it and now they're just redoing it again Doing for it right. HBO yeah, Max. They, yeah. They described it as like a true detective yeah. um style superhero show. Hal but, Hal Jordan. But Green Lanterns, yeah. man. Epic. Epic storytelling. The authority? So yeah. So the authority yeah. is a group of super powered um folks that think very differently than Superman and they've been villains to him. Sometimes they're a get it done in any way possible, Mm. like do good regardless of how you hurt, like kind of a greater good um, organization. Very cool. Paradise lost. This is going to be a uh, wonder woman uh, kind of story. Yeah. It's like where it's from the, the, it's at the, what's it called there where she's from? The mascara. mascara, Thank you. Yeah. They, Every one of these things they compared to another HBO property. So this one, they were like, it's like Game of Thrones on Themyscira and yeah. Green Lanterns was True Green Crime. Lanterns, like True Detective. Like it's all, they linked everything to another HBO it's property. Really, it's it funny. That's awesome. And then the Batman, <laughs> yeah. I can't read this Batman. Uh, the Brave and the Bold. Is that the Robin story? This, yeah, this is Batman and uh, it's, his son. It's his son. Yeah. Da- Damon? Damien? Damien Wayne. Wayne. I mean, I am yes. jacked for this. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading, reading, reading his... these comics, right, Meow? These, you yeah, are? These, mm-hmm. these comics are great. Okay. T- Talia Al Ghul is Damien's mother. So Raz Al Ghul, Liam right. Neeson, is uh, his father. Yes. Or, I'm sorry, is his grandfather. Grandfather, yeah. Booster Gold. I mean, I've seen Booster the, Gold. I've seen the Booster Gold Smallville episode, oh, so I definitely finally. know who this guy is. Finally. <laughs> we're this just... is going to be an HBO property. Uh, this is probably one of the biggest things I'm I'm personally excited for. I can see it. Love Booster Gold. You're lighting up. Yes. You're lighting up gold over here. Supergirl? We know who Supergirl is. Supergirl, yeah. Uh Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Good. I just I just finished the uh the run that this I think they're basing this off of. Should be great. Because they had the swamp they had the one Swamp Thing show. On on the yeah. Okay. The DC universe channel or whatever they had before. And oh then, what are, well, then what then what are these at the that. bottom? This is that's Elseworlds, the, Joker, Batman. So, jo- yeah, the Joker, uh, the movie, and the spinoff. Oh, these uh, are like Folia the, do. Oh, this is, these still exist, and the, it's but like, they're yeah. not centric to this universe that they're building. Yeah, this is a big credit to Heroes Reforge. Uh, I think they put together this graphic, so they were just they did a good job showing you like here's what's happening in DC now. Here's what James Gunn talked about, and then the Elseworlds is like not. Elseworlds is truly like not included, but it doesn't mean that they can't ever cross over and do anything. Yeah, I, I would never put it off the table. Exactly. But he say he said these are their own properties yes. for now. Yeah, Matt Reeves, the Joker stuff, the stuff on the CW, cool. Teen uh, Titans, Teen Titans Go, Go yeah, okay. Superman and Lois. All right, these, big, these are all things that they've gods and got contracts for. All right, big <laughs> yeah. thank, big thanks to Screen Rant Heroes Reforged, uh, Adam H. Levac. That's on Twitter. Probably not saying that right, but trying to get it to where you can follow them. It's up here on our screen. It'll be in our show notes. DC is on the way. They're rolling out phases. 
I mean, at least we're rolling out phases. Guys, they've <laughs> got a plan. They have a plan. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Let's just like try to stick to it. All right, here we go. Cannot wait. That's our news. Join us in the Facebook group for even more from us and Sky Scoop, everybody else. With that, let's get into what we're watching. What you watching? What you watching? Some sports happened recently. We just talked about Super Bowl commercials, trailers. I was at your house, Andy, for a nice Super Bowl party. And uh, oh, who wants to talk about, you know, who cares about the Super Bowl the most and uh, wants to tell us about it? We ate some good food. That's 100% the best part of Super Bowl parties. Great food. Sad that this football season is over, 100%. But yep. that's just one football season because the real football season is here now with the Battle Hawks. With the XFL, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you know, has picked up this league from what's his name from wrestling. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. <laughs> and the league is back again for like round, really like round 10, I think. But it's like for us, round two here in St. Louis. Defeated the San Antonio Brahmas on Sunday. They're the Brahmas? I thought they were like the Vipers. No, no. We took them down, baby. <laughs> we we're, did? We're going to win tomorrow night on Thursday against the sea, Seattle Sea Dragons. The Seattle Sea Dragons. Okay. All <laughs> so right. So it's, it's going down. But Super Bowl was cool. I mean, it was a good game. I didn't really care who won this one. Rihanna performed with a baby in her belly on top of the stadium, so that was pretty crazy. Oh my gosh, that yeah. halftime show was awesome! <laughs> Those did you floating guys see things. All the, yeah, do you see all the edits where they did the Super Smash Brothers? <laughs> yeah, for sure. There yes. on the platforms. <laughs> yeah, well oh, spent. That's great. Well spent. Too easy. Hit us yeah. up. I mean, it's a, it was nuts. Like they're using like the cable uh, technology they've used on the cameras for years out there, <clears> and they just were like, "Well, we can just do stages." Yeah, and like Rihanna's just up there, very pregnant. A hundred feet in the air. Yep. Pretty amazing. That you can is. look it up. Uh, this is a plug for Apple Music. They have, like, the rights to this. It was the Apple Music uh, halftime show. Huh. I, don't, I don't know if you guys noticed that. Like, you know, it's typically I always remember Pepsi, the Pepsi halftime show. This is Apple. If you go to Apple Music, they have access to, like, a lot of the Super Bowl halftime shows. Oh, so, nice. I always back. remember the one and only time MTV did it. They so, sponsored with it? JT and... That's yeah, it. with JT and oh, Janet yeah. Jackson. I mean, you remember? Yeah. It was yeah, a memorable right. one. That's right. And isn't it like Tom, somebody like one and only time? Tom Brady was under flack like recently for saying like that was cool what happened to her or something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote me. Tom Brady's gonna like call, like you, find me. You was, can't tell me that that wasn't planned. I know it. It looked planned. Scott, that was a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, right. Okay. I don't know what when he reached over means? and ripped it off. Yeah, no one right. ever talks about the time that Justin Timberlake attacked Janet Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the Chiefs won, right? Yeah, 38-35. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, yeah. uh, Super Bowl MVP. He now he has two Super Bowls, two two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs. He's probably going to be the best quarterback ever. But All right, there's your sports. Whatever. Scotty Scoop, you got one minute. Tell us about this book. The Cabin at the End of the World, uh, Ethan Tremblay. Uh, this was adapted to film by M. Night Shyamalan as Knock at the Cabin. Um, I, I've, I read the book. I saw the movie uh, a couple weeks ago. You've got the this couple with their adopted daughter in the woods. Uh, some people show up. Uh, we got Dave Batista in this movie and says, hey, we need you. Oh, I thought you. it was a book. It, it is also a book. All right, but I, I saw, Stephen King, but this yeah, is a movie. Yeah, this is a movie. Okay. Uh, I think the Stephen King is just a blurb about yes. the book. Okay. So, uh, yeah, couple, adopted daughter in the woods. These people show up and say, hey, in order to stop the end of the world, the apocalypse, you three have to decide which one of you you're going to kill. Oh, geez. And 
I Andy. Mean, very, yeah, Damn it. Right away. <laughs> uh, Knew it. And they obviously, they say, we're not doing that. Yeah. You guys are crazy. That's what I meant. And you're targeting us. Right. You know, um, and some things start to happen. Okay. And they start to question, is this real? Is this planned? Mm. Did they set this up? Mm. Uh, this is a gay couple, so they think they're being targeted yeah, okay. because of who they are. Okay. Uh, they think they recognize one of the people who say they've had visions, and they're coming to hurt them, and they think, mm, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We don't know. All right. Um, about halfway through, the book and the movie take different paths. Oh, so if you okay. if you see the movie and you're like, mm, I don't know if I like this or this was great, definitely read the book. Sure. It's not a very long read. Uh, I think something everyone out there would enjoy. I see. So this is Which, Paul Tremblay who wrote Paul this. Tremblay. Okay. Yes. Go ahead, Danny. Which did you like more, the movie or the book? Uh, I liked the book more. Yeah. Uh, always. It usually works that yeah. way. Yeah. If you really like read the book and you really watch the movie. Rarely. But it's, it, it, it is very, it is a very M. Night Shyamalan movie. Where can people watch this? Uh, the movies. It's in, it's in the It's movies. in theaters it's right in theaters. now. Yep. The Cabin at the End of the World. All right. I'm bringing in some from Carrie. We watched White Noise on Netflix. Adam Driver. Uh, amazing. Got to rewatch it. Uh, definitely a satirical uh, take on the way that we all take in media and talk to each other about it and the way that information's passed around and takes place uh, in the 80s, I believe, maybe late 70s. Uh, highly recommend. Uh, now, I think Carrie was high threes, you know, 3.6. I'd give it a, a 3.6, 3.7. Check it out. White Noise on Netflix. Danny Patron, you're up. HBO, here we go. Secession. Yes. Um, so... I'm a little late to the game and I watched all three seasons in about, I don't know, two, maybe three weeks. I just kept going and going uh, about a kind of media mogul family. The old man's getting close to retirement. They're all fighting to see who's going to be in charge of the company. Um, if you love shows like Veep, um, any of those kind of like dark comedies that um, HBO does, like this is one of them. It's got good twists, turns, and you root for everyone and no one at the same time. Yep. Because they're all great as as like entertainment characters and horrible human beings in one <laughs> way or another. So um highly, highly suggest it and would say if uh if you're thinking about doing it, the next season's dropping not too long from now. Um, they just released like a teaser and definitely jump into it like I did and then just watch them all. You'll blow through it. Yeah, I feel like that is the way to another one that's just like, let it stack <laughs> and then yeah. just yep. power through. Um, Very good. Succession, HBO, definitely give it a watch. All right, one for me, another HBO. <clears throat> Finally got around to doing this. The Sopranos, first time. Uh, I think we talked about this when we first started the pod with, with PC Mike. Uh, he was a huge fan and... I tried it, I think, at the beginning. I got into season one, slowed down. We got to season two, slowed down. Was like, oh, I'll come back to it. Like, it was just, it felt okay. Came back in at the end of season two, went into season three, and then from then, never stopped. It never looked back. The last season was one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. The shooting style, the way they bring in the perspective of the human experience. I mean, this is what's going on in this show. Um, you know, first time, it's, I mean, it's old. It's 25 20 plus years old like they're the technology shows it's a different time and it's uh you know italian 
mob boss, Italian American mob boss. So if you haven't seen The Sopranos, I definitely give it a high score. You know that last season I put way above the first season, but if I was just rounding it out because the whole experience was great, three point seven. Nice, nice, wow, that's a good one. Anybody else? Anybody else seen this? Not seen it? I have oh, yeah. not. It's I'm, I did the Dan same thing it. where I've I've started it a couple times and just never got never got fully through it. Yeah, but the more people say things like you just said, the more I'm like, all right, this is like one of the most classic like shows of all time, like and most popular shows of all time, like just. Strap on a sack and keep watching, Andy. And there's a therapy <laughs> component to it, actually. And like it's like from early on in the show all the way through. And I, I think they yeah. do a good job of just kind of talking about what it feels like to like be alive and like to make decisions and like what happens from that. You know? Yeah. All right. Next up, The Giggler. There's an Xbox game. Tell us about it. High on life. Um, <laughs> discovered you. this bad boy on uh, Xbox Game Pass. I think you get it on Windows as well. Um it's so if you have game pass it's free and i would recommend this for anyone that enjoys uh laughing or shooting games in any capacity uh basically you're a bounty hunter on a alien planet you just go around accepting various bounties uh you keep you basically you get a new gun each time you do so uh with, with the guns are basically they talk to you interact with you one of them is voiced by my hero tim robinson from i think you should leave that was my highlight of the entire entire uh game but uh it's a quick game i mean it took me probably a week or two of uh like playing an hour or so a, a day uh to beat it but i had so much fun this is one of the most fun i've had playing any shooting game just hilarious um good like decent story honestly i mean there it has its kinks it's 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 made from the creators of one of the creators of rick and morty which was way cooler uh like when i was playing this game than it is now uh <laughs> given whatever's recently happened with with him but uh but yeah i'd i'd, I'd go probably like a 3.7 out of 4 for this i had a lot of fun high on life game Sc- on xbox scotty played this too right yeah yeah it was funny funny good Rick and Morty. If Rick and Morty and first-person shooters is your thing, then this check is, it out. This is a dream sure. come true. Yeah, for sure. All right, Scotty Scoop, how about this? Oh, boy, Chainsaw Man. Uh, crunchy Roll. Anybody? Anybody? No. no. I know what it is. <laughs> like, so far, it. you haven't said it's really familiar. anything that means anything to me. Right. <laughs> uh, so, Chainsaw Man, we got this uh, kid, Denji. He's a teenager. Like Crunchyroll, that's a Crunchyroll is the service, an anime streaming service. Streaming service. Yes. All right. Okay. So go ahead. Uh, Chainsaw Man, Denji. He's a teenage uh, guy. His father's passed away and left him saddled with debt. And he is a bounty hunter that has made a deal with a chainsaw devil. So in this in this world, uh, the fears of humankind create devils. So there's gun devils, knife devils, oh, man. you know, bat devils, octopus devils, mm-hmm. and there is a uh, kind of like a FBI kind of thing that hunts these things. Uh, and he is just like a freelancer who gets recruited and he makes a deal with a chainsaw devil to save his life. Oh, my God. Which basically gives him the power, as you can see, to turn into a human chainsaw. And he uses these <laughs> powers to pay his debt and to meet his ultimate goal in life, which is touching a girl's boobs. And now, I mean, now with those hands, there's Japan, right? This is this is pro- probably that's the mission. That's the mission of season one. Oh, yeah. isn't it always the, the mission? Yes. So, uh, the man, 
I, I watched this with my daughter, Lila. It's a show. This is a show. Oh, my God. Ten episodes, and it is fantastic. Okay. What do you like about it? It is so funny and awkward. Okay. And the action is great. All right. Uh, one of the best animes I've seen in the last couple of years, for sure. At winning winning awards on you know Crunchyroll. Uh, they're turning this into a stage play. Like a live action stage play. Oh my god, it's gonna be a disaster. Uh, you know, we got a second season. The manga <laughs> is coming out. We've, we're getting a novelization. This this chainsaw man. It's cool. blow, blowing up. If you like anime, <laughs> please please watch this show. All right, all right, Scotty. Sco- well, what's the rating? Uh, Lila's rating is a four. Obviously, of course. yeah. Um, I would say probably three point six. Chainsaw man, Crunchyroll. You heard it here. Another one from Carrie, a couple throwbacks, comedy movies, one, Airplane, the uh, original. Surely and you can't be serious. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm a, I mean, so many. They all come to my mind. I'm, uh, most of them are, what's his name? Uh, Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. I mean, most of them are him, of course. So good. I, it's one of those that like I can just watch over and over and over. Yeah. And the second one was They Came Together, a rom-com that makes fun of the rom-coms, Amy Poehler, Paul Rudd. I mean, you guys know Paul Rudd, right? I've heard of him. That's right. Check them out. These are high picks on Carrie's list. All right, and then also a throwback for me. We watched all three Back to the Futures just a couple weeks ago. Um, man, you know it's all so good. It's all so good. There's some plot holes, you know. Looking back through it, there's some there's some writing that's questionable. But I'm telling you, what saves it is Doc and the soundtrack. And, yeah. All right, you got Doc Brown. <laughs> Just hilarious. Every scene, I can't get enough of him. Like, I'm realizing, like, he is the star of the movie. Oh, for sure. Um, and that soundtrack. Got to go see it. Uh, thanks for the image from screen, screen craft there. And next up, Danny P. Couple animated movies from HBO DC. Yeah, I'd been putting these off for a little bit. Um, so we have The Long Halloween, um, part one and part two. It's really one long movie. Um, if you are really craving some DC stuff and the live action isn't doing it for you, there are great animated movies that tell, frankly, better stories than most of the um, actual live action movies we've gotten. This one, the premise is that Batman is hunting a killer. Um, the killer only murders on holidays. So the first murder occurs on Halloween. So it's called the long Halloween because they keep having all of these murders happen on um holidays and you know it's got the full repertoire of all of the villains in it in one way or another um harvey dent is still the prosecutor um version of him in this in the beginning and you know it's got some twists and turns on what you might expect and i i like this one because it's more of a mystery um than just like an action beat em up kind of thing. Um, I had read the graphic novel years ago and actually forgot um, the twist. And so when I was watching it, I kept trying to remember like, who is the killer? And I kept the, you know, they give you a lot of different options and it just is a really good kind of murder mystery um, set, set more back in like the, like earlier times, probably like the fifties or so. Um, and so, a really good uh really good watch on there if you got hbo max both of these are on there right now i'd highly recommend them so like a three six 
Hell yeah, three six Batman the ha- Long Halloween. I mean, they're just these these two posters here like got me curious, and I've heard this too. You know, there's certain animated stuff out there that just blows away some of the live action stuff yeah. we've seen. This, not all of it. No, not all of it, right? But this was one that always pops up on my HBO, and then you bringing it up, I'm like, all right, this is gonna have to get on my screen. You watched it, Andy, Andy right after Danny told us about it. I was in love with it immediately. So good. And like, Scotty, are you familiar? Uh, I no, I read it. the read the stories, but I have not watched the movies, and I will probably remedy that situation very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Go check it out on HBO. And a spoiler-free roundtable. We'll stay here for just a couple minutes. I want to hear everybody uh, talk about it once. I'll go first and knock it out of the out of the way since I haven't seen as much as you guys. The Last of Us, the video game, the most recent video game gone cinema TV show. Uh, this is <laughs> the Walking Dead has made it to HBO, and this is their version of just like, but not exactly the same at all. That's what that's what you're gonna think. Oh, oh, I'm going into this as Walking Dead. No, it's not. I'm only episode three right now. I think there's like six episodes. Six, yeah. Uh, and that's where I'm at, and I'm so in. The last episode was unbelievable. It's tugged at the heartstrings, um, emotional roller coaster. Um, and enjoying watching Pedro Pascal and really more enjoying the 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 lead young girl, which I don't know her name off the top of my head, but she's uh, she's Bella. definitely and she plays Elle, Ella L in the show. Ellie. Yeah. Ellie. Ellie, yeah. Um Ellie. loving it. So I'm in. Can't wait to watch the rest. Giggler. Yeah, we spoiler are, free, everybody. I, I, yeah, absolutely loving this show. I don't I was hesitant at first because I didn't play the video game. I didn't really know if it would be enjoyable for that, but I immediately I just ask a couple people a couple episodes in and they're like, Oh yeah, you would, you'd really enjoy it. And I mean, even Steph is like obsessed with the show and just the, I mean, right. It's, it is, it, it, it F's your mind. That's for sure. I yeah. Mean, these are, these are some emotional episodes already. And you're like, yeah, you, you're what you got a couple left to, to yeah. catch up. Two and, or three, I guess. Yeah. Three, you, yeah. Three to go. Yep. Some of the best ones, honestly. So I'm I'm excited. Let us know what you think for sure when you get there. Gotta and then, do we it. know how many there are going to be? Nine. Okay, so we're only we're only six out of nine. All right, Scotty. Uh, if you have not played these games, they are absolutely games of a generation. Like these games don't come around that often, and they are absolutely must plays. Uh, and they are doing a fantastic job adapting this first game into this show. Uh, personally, I had no doubts, uh, because they, the creator of the games is working on this show. Wow. He's the, you know, hands on making sure they do it right. And, and not only do it right, but improve on some of the things that they think they could improve on. And there's been a little shift here and there, um, with episode three, you know, the, there was, that was not in the game. Oh, well, and I assumed I was like, even if it was in the game, like you know, not without getting into specifics, it was like the characters this is, were this in is the a game, whole episode, but they built this episode around that to improve upon some of the character development that, that you didn't get in the game. Okay, um, man, this show is absolutely must see TV for me. I'm I'm parked in front of the the big TV every Sunday night at eight with Shanna and my daughter Tegan, and we watch it straight through. We all cry, and then we go to bed. <laughs> so a regular night for me, really, outside of everything else. Uh, all right, uh, Danny? Um, well said, so I played, I played both games. I'm waiting till this finishes. So when you say episode three, I know who's in episode three. That in the game, I think, was told through like a journal form. You'd find yeah. written written pieces, but I know that, because that, I know the story you're referencing, but I know that has to hit differently. Um 
when it's told in like a flashback fashion. Um, I'm excited for it. I've heard nothing but good things. I just, I know it's one of those shows I don't want to watch every week. I want to watch straight through. So I'm waiting until it gets to about like the last week um, where I'll start watching it because I'll probably be done by the time it's the last episode only, is ready to Only come three out. episodes left. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Three Start weeks. two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's like that's what I'm thinking too. I'm like, oh man, now I've I've already watched three. Now I gotta watch. Maybe I watch three more and then watch three more. Yeah, like, it's like three movies. <laughs> All right. Well, hell, everybody watched The Last of Us on HBO. Apparently, absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's February, and I'm pretty confident to say this will probably end up being one of the best shows of the year. Oh, 100 percent already. Uh, yeah. I I can guarantee you, Nick Offerman is winning an Emmy. For something. For something. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. There it is. Last of Us. And last but not least, we're trying out a new segment and it's going to give us a, a whole sl- sorts of training for how we talk about these movies. So, your lucky listener, we're calling it the five minute mini, mini meat. Oh. Five five minute mini meat. Mini meat. Mm-hmm. The petite fillet. That's right. Just you know, a mini slider or something. Yeah. Um guys, listen, we told you we were gonna talk about Blade 2. We're gonna talk about Blade 2. We're gonna make it super quick. I'm gonna take up two out of the five minutes to really just tell you about the movie, who made it, all the fun stuff. I want you guys to just have a rating and like one or two sentences about this film. Um that's all we need to say about it first of all first of all. We talked about the first one, Blade One. This is Blade Two coming at you. Two 2002 I think it's the one thing I forgot from this list no 2002 does that sound right Blade 2 yeah, I think so and I think the last one was like 2007 director yep. Guillermo del Toro uh, came in and coming back Wesley Snipes obviously Chris Christopherson Ron Perlman produced by New Line Cinema distributed by AOL Time Warner at the time this had a budget of 54 million dollars Blade 1 had $45 million, just if you're curious. Opening weekend at the time in 2002, $32.5 million. International box office, $72.6 million. Total worldwide box office, $154 million. Rotten Tomatoes, 57% on this movie. 2 out of 5 for Common Sense Media. 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. My notes give you the story super quick. This is the fastest you've ever heard us tell a story. Let's go. First of all, listen to our episode on Blade because I yeah, did go back. a couple Pause times. Pause right now. Yeah. Go back. I mean, I'm telling you, it's really good. Season three, episode five, hilarious. So much fun. I, I couldn't. I mean, it got me pumped for this movie. This movie is nothing near as good as the first one. <laughs> I'm excited for Blade Trinity. All right. So the story of this one, man. Cold Open is a vampire feeding center and a new monster on the streets that eats vampires. A so vampire it's like vampire. A vampire that eats vampires. All right. Blade is back. He tells us his backstory all over again. And it turns out Chris Christopherson, Whistler, got turned in the first movie and he's back. Yep. Not only that, but Blade's hunting him to kill him. But it's not going to, obviously, they're going to be friends again. Yeah, of course. Um, Blade plus vamps plus the Whistler plus Scud. <laughs> Do you guys remember Scud? Scud, Norman Reedus. Yes. Daryl? I did not I remember Darryl. him being in this. Oh, yeah. my God. Take Huge on, part. Take, yeah, major player yeah. in the movie. Take on the Vampires 2.0, as I called them, with a one-time team-up. No funny business. No funny business, Blade <laughs> and Vampires, it. now that we're teams. Uh, the sunlight ends up killing uh, the people. The vamp leader is the one that made all the creatures, uh, it turned out, and uh, the main creature... The son kills the dad and the daughter. Blade wins, and that was the movie. I give it a 1.5. 1.5. 1.5. 1.5. 1.5. 1.5. 1.5. 1.5. 1.5. 1.5. 1.5. 1.5. 1.5. 1.5. 1
Ooh, boy. Holy shit. Giggler. Oh. I gave it a <laughs> 3.0. What'd a you whole think? double of yours. Uh, whoa! Wow. <laughs> I would agree. So it deserves its own music. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Where's my applause button? I, I broke it. I broke I broke it. All right, that's all you get. 3.0. <laughs> Um, I mean, you loved right. it. You're right. I don't think this is as good as the first one, but not near as good. I don't, I mean, but I've already talked. Go ahead. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna watch it again. So you're right. Maybe I should lower that a little bit below a three. But you had a good time scale. But I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm, Maybe I was in a bad mood that day. You never know. Yeah, I mean, definitely. From, from definitely go back and watch it again. I, I got this. I paid four <laughs> bucks. Yeah, you got four four to watch on there. I, yeah, I, got I had to buy this on like. Amazon or something for I, four bucks. I so. did too. Had to pay for it, but oh, uh, I came end, in too late. I just telling saying, you guys it was free on Tubi. Uh, you got it. Oh yeah, with ads. Oh yeah, I was. I'm too lazy for that. I was like, all right, only an hour dollars and twenty to skip minutes. Those commercials, and I wasn't mad about it. So you were fine with it. All right, Scotty. Uh, I'm gonna have to side with Andy on this one. This is super fun. I loved it. Loved it. Go ahead. Uh, you know, uh, this has turned into a thing with me and my uh 12 year old Lila. <laughs> We we watch all these movies. She loves it. Uh, special shout out, Ron Perlman. Oh man, great! Uh, in every like Guillermo del Toro movie, of course. Uh, Donnie Yen, international superstar. Uh, Ip Man. If anybody's ever seen that, great yep. movies. Uh, man, super fun. I would probably give this like a three. Nice. Uh, Lila's score. Three point nine. Ooh, not as good as Blade. No, not as good as Blade. (laughs) And And, stay tuned for Blade Three score. Hey, and Blade Three, it's coming. Uh, Danny, you watched this too, right? You were ready for it. I mean, I actually caught it on sale, so it was two dollars to rent that day. Um, But yeah, I mean, this this is like a straight like C level movie for me. So I don't know, like a two six. Um, Fun, good action, but I mean, it was. The plot was really just driving us to the next action sequence. Um, so I had fun. Hadn't watched it in a while. Probably won't watch it again for a while. All right. Thank you, guys. I mean, that's that's as quick as you get. Five-minute mini-meet. That's the movie. Uh, heard the ratings. Uh, we also have on DVD, I got this, on Amazon, a four-film collection. Four, yes. Because we know what's next, right? We're going to talk about Blade Trinity. We might do like a mini-meet again, but maybe we make it 10 minutes or something. There's also in this thing, the fourth movie is called Blade House of Chathan. So animated? No. There was, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but there was a spinoff, uh, not a spinoff, but they recast the role. There was a, uh, a guy named Sticky Fingers who you, played you him on, the, I think they did the show on Spike TV. And then they made like a short feature film with him. And this is it? And this is it. And I mean, it's in here. It's at the four film collection. Uh, this was $8 for me on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't put the contest on the website, but listen, if you want this DVD <laughs> and you you are willing to write us in at the website, I will send you this, this four pack. <laughs> probably, probably really difficult to get a hold of that uh, Sticky Fingers film collection yeah I, I couldn't believe that i found this i can't believe what i remembered that? his name sticky fingers sticky how fingers how do you forget that name <laughs> all right guys that's your five minute mini me we'll bring in uh some more stuff like that in the future little bite-sized segments to highlight some films and we told you we talk about blade 2 watch out for blade trinity in the future and the big meat is coming right up before that we're gonna take a quick breather a quick break stick around we'll be right back
1961, the Fantastic Four returned from space and the world changed forever. Over the next year, the Earth experienced three alien attacks, the destruction of lower Manhattan, and the re-emergence of ancient gods. Super Serious 616 is the podcast that covers it all from the inside. What would it be like to live in that world? Join Ed and Mike as they ask questions no one else is asking. Is Iron Man a good use of shareholder capital? Subscribe at Super Serious 616 or wherever you get your podcasts. The Meat. Welcome back from the break. This is Mostly Superheroes. Back here in the studio after a great first half of our season four premiere. We are so glad you're here. We're so glad you're joining us. And there's plenty of ways to join us online, MostlySuperheroes.com. And also in person, lots of events uh, coming up. Lots of uh, giveaways happening. Uh, every bit of info that you could possibly need is at MostlySuperheroes.com. Here with Scotty Scoop, the Giggler, and Andy Patron. I'm Logan, and we are in the MCU the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, just talking about some of our favorite stuff, something that uh, has been on the horizon for a long time, Phase 5. Here we go. Holy cow. Phase 4 just ended with, really, I guess technically, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah. Also, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And here we are in February of 2023 with a bust-out film, the third of a trilogy a uh, character that's been sprinkled all throughout the MCU, a cast that's also been sprinkled throughout the MCU. We're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, spoiler alert, right now. That's right. So excited to break into this movie with you guys. This has been one that I'm really excited to nerd out about. Um, we've all seen this just recently. It just opened just before the weekend. Uh, so a real recent watch, super fresh, and want to get right into the stuff that you care about first. How's this thing doing, and what are we talking about at all? The synopsis from online. Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. Director Peyton Reed is here. Writers Jeff Loveless, Jack Kirby. Stars Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jonathan Majors, Catherine Newton, and of course produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Disney Motion Pictures. This movie had a budget of $200 million. Opening weekend doing okay at $104 million. Uh, this was from a couple days ago. Domestic box office at $81.6 million. So might want to pull in some updated numbers. Maybe we can bring it in before. It's been a couple of days. Um, so maybe we'll bring that in before we wrap up the wrap-up today. Um, some of the things I saw that I actually uh, online about ticket sales, I thought, you know, one of the questions is, how is how's the movie business doing, you know? And how how's the theater business happening? How, how, how are things going? And... According to IMDb, it looks like notably 28% of the ticket buyers opted for premium format theaters, paying uh, an average of $4.4 or $5 more per ticket. So, you know, it's a, that's a sign that people are willing to get to the big screen to see some of these, especially these epic, visually stunning movies like this one. Um, and if you're wondering how uh, Quantumania, the Ant-Man 3 did compared to, say, the first Ant-Man film, it looks like this movie made... Um, about double what its predecessor made in 2015. And this is the 31st consecutive uh, MCU uh, to release, to debut a number one at the domestic box office. The 31st MCU movie to be the fir first in the box office. I think that'll keep going for a long time. Yeah, I don't think that's slowing down anytime <laughs> soon. 
Um, all right, before we get into the story, I'd like to get this out of the way, too, just to knock it out. Rotten Tomatoes, not looking too good, 47%. It's real low. 46% on Metacritic, 6.6 yep. 6 out of 10 on IMDb, but 85% of Google users do like this movie. Before we sit down, we get into story mode. We try out our new format of getting through the story pretty <coughs> quickly. Um, always like to do a gut check and really get the experience of you guys seeing this movie. You know, when you're sitting down in the theater for Ant Man, uh, what was this movie to you? You know, in one minute or less. We'll start with you, Giggler. Your when, when did you see it? How did you see it? How was your viewing experience? And uh, going into it, what was your hype like? Opening Thursday, always. I can't wait any longer. Uh, yeah, that self control thing. It immediately really... to IMAX. Yeah, <laughs> you're just... I, I went for the premium always too. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no. You can't spare expense for for uh, the opening of phase five is this. I think I'll definitely re-see this in 3D though <coughs> next time around. Mm, that would seems be, oh. entertaining. The, entering the quantum realm, quantum realm myself, feeling like I'm really there. Let's let's do that. And after your experience with Avatar The Way of Water, you're like, but give me those 3D glasses again. Yeah, I'd be down. But All right. For sure. I mean, it was, yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> get, uh, Scotty Scoop, tell us about your experience. How, how was it? What theater did you go to? Uh, I went to the Marcus in the Valley. Okay. Um, saw it on the super screen DLX. Um, not quite an IMAX, but it's pretty large. Um, theater was full. Uh, saw it, and this was at 11 a.m. on a Sunday. The best. So, you know, wow. um, great experience. It, a cautionary tale. Seeing a trailer and basing everything you think you know <laughs> off the trailer. Mm. Um, I had a real fun time. Very good. Yeah. Danny P, how about you? I uh, went to an AMC here, digital. It um, went on Monday, so there was a lot of kids off on that day. Um, so You hated it. Uh, <laughs> I was getting ready to tell a couple of them to shut the heck up, but um, this one kid just kept everything he was like verbally reacting to, and I'm like, come on, man. We're all in this movie together. Like, Execute shut order up. 66. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was oh, about to go Anakin, kill some younglings. Oh, um, the theater. But, I, you know, my my difficulty right now is AMC starting. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but they're starting to do you pay different prices based on the seat. Um, so the better located seats are going to be more expensive and the ones you would never buy anyway uh, are going to be less expensive or just normal price. So I don't know. I've been an A-list Stubbs member for a while because it's got some good perks, but we'll have to evaluate that as things change. But, um, you know, really excited going in. We'll talk about how I felt going out. Um, but Avatar ruined special effects for me, I'm afraid. So I'll share when we talk more about our opinions, but did AMC, something about that movie. Did AMC ever get you, uh, you know, accommodations for your their, their flub when you saw Avatar 2? They did not. Oh, so no. between both of these things, um, might be looking elsewhere. But they got they got the IMAX and they got they got the special digital with the surround sound that basically makes the <clears throat> seat shake. Yep. So hey, Marcus Theaters got IMAX. I don't know if they have them in Texas. They don't have them here. That's the problem. You gotta yeah, go like, like a, a studio movie grill or a um, what's the other one you can eat at that people like a little more hipsterish. Um, 
The, we, got the, we got the Alamo here. We got Alamo, the Alamo yeah, now, yeah. Just yeah, Alamo's Alamo right draft house. But like both of those are like old theaters that went out of business here that then they bought and like made like a little bit nicer, but still the like screens aren't as big. Like, I yeah, don't know. I'm with different. you guys. Like, like these movies I like to see on as big a screen as I can get, and that's not even an option outside of, you know, going to some of these big AMC ones, so. Yeah, we'll I, see. I I totally agree. I feel like I sometimes I'll skimp on the IMAX, and then I as soon as I get there, I'm like, oh okay, yeah, do the IMAX. It's double the screen essentially. Yeah, if I'm going to like a rom com or something, sure I'll go. You know, I don't care how big the screen is. Well, but you, you got a lot more of those in movies, your future now. You got a lot more of those. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, not, not not based on the fact that hollywood doesn't really make them much anymore so that's true yeah that's true <laughs> like, they've, they've been taking they go straight to netflix or hulu or you know amazon yeah, so that category is taking a hit over the years yeah well a category that hasn't taken a hit are the superhero films and uh, why don't we talk about this one you guys ready to just get into the story let's go it's yes, story yeah. time here comes your story music Story times gets better and better <laughs> with Logan Levi Janis. <laughs> All right, guys, this movie didn't have a cold open. I, I had to like really think about. It. I was like, did it cold open or did we get that Marvel sequence first? We got that Marvel sequence first, and it was just normal, nothing special, right? Just uh, kind of they, like the run of the mill. They added Shuri, uh huh, to the to the Marvel opening. Yes, and some of the recent and they, characters. Yeah, uh, I think they put Kang in there as well. Yes. Okay, they're adding recent characters. It's looking good and. You know, honestly, before we even get right into this opening, because this is one of my favorite parts of the film, little catch up with Scott Lang and Ant-Man, right? Okay, so, you know, we have episodes on all these movies, first of all, but we got Ant-Man, the first movie, all right? Paul Rudd becomes Ant-Man, teams up with Hank Pym, gets the suit, <clears throat> all right, cool. Uh, then he gets tapped in Captain America Civil War to fight with Captain America in Germany against Iron Man in that epic film kind of be, starts becoming an avenger gets his own movie again a sequel to his the, to the film ant-man and the wasp where he's finally teaming up with hope van dyme getting in a suit the two of these guys doing some badassery leading into the avengers endgame movie you might remember uh, ant-man and the wasp happened right after avengers infinity war and we had that really crazy post credit scene where scott gets stuck in the quantum realm his family is outside, gets totally dusted, and except for his daughter, she's she's she survives, but he's gone for five years. Misses five years of his life, comes back. We learn all about this in Endgame. He teams up with the Avengers to go back in time and snap everybody back. Time heist. The time heist. Here we go. Ant-Man 3, Quantumania. Holy cow, this is, I swear, when Kevin Feige told me about this one, I just saw it up on the screen, and it's just like, man, what is going to happen here? What is this movie going to be? Quantumania, the title itself, then finding out that, okay, we're going to get lots of Kang in the MCU. This is our big bad. I mean, we know that he's a title uh, villain in one of the big Avengers movies that's going to be happening in a couple years. We've met this character one time in Loki, and now this is the movie of the big entrance. Like, we're going to see this guy pretty much as the main villain of this movie, at least per, like Scott said, the trailers. Yeah. So how's this one open? You guys remember, you might remember from Ant-Man and the Wasp, 30 years ago, Jan Van Dyne got stuck in the quantum realm after saving some people and from a rocket, essentially. You, you can just see it, right? Getting on that rocket and going in through the aluminum, had to shrink between the molecules and go quantum. 
Um, this movie opens up with a flashback to that time where she's stuck in the quantum realm. A spaceship comes down, lands on the ground. A man is crawling on the ground and looks up. It is Kang, and he says, what is this place? Yeah. What were you guys thinking? Giggler? I did not expect it to open that way, but I loved it. It's all a mystery of like, I mean, you, you know he's going to be there, but like just starting with that, it's just kind of a good, I don't know, just yeah. I, I, felt I, like I really that, liked it. Yeah. Felt like that Marvel cold open, felt a lot, a lot like what they kind of did with Thor Love and Thunder with <clears> the, <throat> the Christian Bale, kind of like showing you the villain first in like in a, like a vulnerable state that seems to kind of like to be a yeah. thing of like, oh, this guy's down for the count. Right. How, maybe maybe this isn't what we thought it was. Exactly. Yeah. He, he looks like he needs help, essentially, is right. kind of what you're thinking. Okay. All right, cut to present day Scott Lang. Here he is. He's telling you about his life. They start. They did this the whole new thing where the inner monologue is like for us now. When we right. hear, we hear Scott Lang talking to himself, I'm Ant Man. I've been through some crazy stuff, but I'm doing okay. I wrote my book. Don't count out the little man or something like that. Something yeah. like that. Uh, he's he's signing. He's like a celebrity at the Baskin Robbins where he used to work. So um, employee of the century. Employee <laughs> of the century. Um, and his daughter and him are playing like some catch up. Recast, by the way, the daughter. Not who you met in Endgame. They brought in, uh, I already forgot her name. I just read it a second ago. Catherine Newton. Catherine Newton. She's coming in as uh, Scott Lang's daughter. Cassie. 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 Jelly Bean. <laughs> or Peanut? Peanut? Peanut. <laughs> Who's <Yeah>. Jelly Bean? <laughs> no idea. That's me. That's you, uh, Peanut. Um, and he's playing catch up with her. She's very much taking up the family business. She's like, I have a shrink suit. I, I got in trouble for shrinking a cop car at like a riot or like a peaceful protest. Right. Um, very much trying to take up the hero mantle. Very close with Hank and Jan. You know, Jan's out of the quantum realm, but she's just trying to live her normal life. Um, and Hope is back. We got Evangeline Lily here coming back strong with her new pixie haircut. You know, that's that's new. I think that might be somewhat comic accurate. Uh yes. you know, yeah. or inspired, yeah. I would say. Um I think that Evangeline Lily just wanted that haircut though. And like she was just like, I'm Probably. Gonna, I'm gonna do it. I don't care. She killed it. She killed it. She looked great. Um, turns out Cassie's been looking in the quantum realm with old grandpa Hank, Pim. And apparently was, you know, essentially trying to save her dad when he was trapped in the quantum realm all those years. Yeah. Right? She's a young kid. She knows about roughly what happened to him. There's a funny line in the, like, toward the beginning of the movie where he's like, I just want you to be a normal kid. And she says, a giant bumblebee attacked me when I was six. You're right, trying to it, kill me in my bedroom. In yeah. my bedroom. <laughs> I'm not normal, you know? And it's, it's, it's super valid. They all get in the basement all at the same time, you know, and- they're talking about you know this this machine essentially she built that could track things in the quantum realm, but it works as kind of like a two way radio. It sends a signal out, bounces back, and you can see Jane Van Dyne, Jan Janet, Janet, yeah. What I say, Jane, Jane, Janet. You know, kind of starting to panic and saying like, "Hey guys, uh, we need to turn this off." And also, yeah. I have to tell you like so many things. Right, I was keeping a lot of stuff from you. That I, think, I probably, I her, in hindsight, should not yeah. have done. I think her exact line was, I kept something from you. And I'm like, now that I've seen the movie, I'm like, you mean everything? Right. Like your whole life? Like yeah. 30 years worth of stuff? Yes. She was sleeping with Bill Murray for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's gonna. we're going to just go down the whole path. Oh, um, I got be, ahead of myself. Well, but you got it. Okay. 
Don't, don't forget they had a family dinner where they just dogged on Scott. Oh, yeah, for basically. some reason, because this is his character development plot, he doesn't feel like a superhero anymore or have a purpose kind of thing. So. Yeah, or does he? Because it didn't seem like you really knew what he was feeling outside of just like kind of going through the motions. But Just going with what they gave just us. Going he, with, yep, exactly. He was and, always kind of a reluctant superhero yeah, yeah just like whatever you need like throw him in the back of the van take yep. him to germany right oh now i need yeah. you to steal this hey, i stuff. need you to steal this here's the suit and i need you to go and steal this and then i need you to steal this and hey you came back how about a time heist you know <laughs> yeah it's, we're always bringing him in to get the, get the heist going yeah um before he even has a second anybody has a second to to talk about it think about it this thing sucks them all in and yeah they they shut it down and it turns itself back on. Yeah, it turns itself back on. Sucks everybody in. Portal opens up right in the middle, and they're flipping right yep. away through the quantum realm. I mean, pretty epic scene, right? This is pretty fun. Seeing them like kind of hanging on, and uh, Hope throws on her suit and goes after her parents. Yeah, like, Janet that was and cool. Hank get sucked in, so yes. Hope lets go, and then Cassie gets sucked in, so Scott lets go. Hits his suit. They yep. got the suits that kind of just come out of nowhere. Yeah. The super ants are going with them. Oh, yeah, Don't sucks in the that. super ants. The new tiny super ants. That would be... That would be very relevant. Yeah, yeah. I was coming back. Like, These ants aren't just gonna. They've all got their little helmets on. Yeah, and apparently, like they're all sur- they're all like able to survive. They don't need yeah. like, a suit on. They're just kind of falling. They land somewhere, and Hank even says, "Like, how are we alive? This is crazy." Um, you know, I thought there was nothing down here, and uh, here we go. We've landed in the quantum realm. Quantumania is off. Like, I mean, you're. This is from the get go. It's the first twenty minutes of the movie. Um. All right, so. I mean, this is where we get into the whole backstory of Janet, and we're meeting everybody Janet's encountered. Let's just go down the list, right? Who's in the quantum realm? Um, there's a like a huge, re- like pretty much like a rebellion going on, essentially, like a group of people that are fighting somebody that's tormented them. Um, she's also got like old spy friends that know her from from different parts of her life, and then you know I don't know how quickly they get to this, but the long story short is we already knew from the opening of the movie she met Kang early on. Oh yeah, she knows who Kang. She's is. got a relationship with this guy, and we learn a little bit more kind of trickled in through flashbacks with this guy. And I mean, this is really what it is. And I kind of got a little confused about like you know Kang. What do we learn? He got banished to the quantum realm by the other Kangs. The Council of Kangs. The Council of Kangs. And, I mean, for you MCU fans, like, you might already know about a little bit of this, right? This is a real thing. Have you watched Loki? You know, you got some intel from that. And then, Scotty, you're very familiar, probably, which is with, like, this Kang storyline that we are embarking on. Multiple Kangs through multiple multiverses all kind of end up doing the same thing. They all end up knowing about the multiverse, and then they, you know, they kind of fight it out, right? Right. He was so bad that he got banished, which to me, I'm like, man, this must, he was the bad of the bad. Right. Or was he the one that like they're worried about? Yeah. You know, essentially the one that like might win. Like, and then I think to man, the Loki King, you know, he was the one who remains. So all this is in my mind as you're kind of seeing this, this is how it was for me watching it. Like it's hard. And I had just watched that last episode before this movie. Um, and essentially she thinks he's just a normal guy that's trying to escape just like her. Yeah. Until she gets to see inside of his mind. They they fix his machine. Yep. Basically. Multiverse engine machine. Yes. They they fix it and she touches the the power source. And it basically shows her everything that he's done. It's and, a neuro link. Yeah. She can see like and everything sees, he's done. She sees everything and immediately cuts him off. 
Yeah, goes from being friends to going, I'm out. Yep. I can see you slaughtering yeah. worlds. Oh, I screwed up. I can see you slaughtering cutting timelines. Yep. Like they get very, they showed the timelines and how they branched off and how he was cutting them down. Again, this is all going to make you think of Loki. Um, and this is essentially how she be- makes a villain out of, not a villain, but an enemy out of Kang because she blows up the one power source that he needs and it blocks him yeah. from leaving. So what's he doing in the meantime? Slaps it with the pin particles. And blows and it, it up. Makes it so huge that it's obviously not usable. Looks like a planet, right? Um, and this is where we find out, like, okay, well, since that happened, what's he do? He pretty much builds an empire within the quantum realm. And he's able to use technology that's around and people that are around to... I mean, he had a massive, massive... I don't, I don't even know if you call it, like, a castle, ship, like, compound. Yeah. And armies and ships and uh machinery and guns and he's been i guess victimizing and terrorizing the other people that are around in the quantum realm but that's where i get confused like i thought there was something about like where do these people in the quantum realm come from or i guess they were just like always there it's just universes upon universes it's yeah just, just i like mean the it almost seems like a dumping point for stuff yeah you know you get all kinds of weird stuff in this place you know whether it's from other multiverses or other you know universes uh you know and it's its own universe but it's kind of out of time it's a very strange yeah thing to kind of grasp yeah not just not quite the dumping ground of uh what was it, Aliath or Eliath. Eliath yeah. and Loki, yeah, yeah. you know, but it is. It's a similar type thing where, yeah. like, you can kind of just end up here. Yeah. Or it's, a, it's a great place to banish people you find. Right. It's, like, kind of cut off. If you don't have a way to get out, then there's no getting out. Exactly. Yeah. They, I mean, they don't really explain that at all because, like, even at one point, they they ask Bill Murray. They're like, oh, so you're human? He's like, oh, is that what you call whatever you yourselves? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, we're just not going to really, like, we're not going to really go. Yeah, we don't need to dive much. that deep. Let's just yeah. get, let's get out of the way. Bill Murray's in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Murray's in the MCU. Um, I think that they kept him on a path. Yeah. And he played this role that was like an old friend of Janet and really actually an old lover. Yeah. Very clearly an old lover. That is referenced a lot. Yeah, they, they yeah, he's by him mainly. <laughs> yeah. And uh it turns out like he made some kind of deal with King to kind of become this lord. And she thought he was going to help them with a ride and like kind of get the what happens right in the in the with the crew itself. They get split up. Hope and Cassie get split up and kind of have their own journey with um, the people of the quantum realm. They meet the jelly uh, type guy uh, and they drink (laughs) his juice. He just needs some holes. Drink the juice. That was hilarious. The holes doesn't have any holes. Um, Drink the juice. And what happens when you drink the juice? Everybody can talk. Translator. Yeah, it's translate juice. Um, so they're split up, but it, very quickly, um, Kang finds out where they are, takes them captive. Meanwhile, Janet, Hank, well, he sends the, he sends the ultimate killing machine, <laughs> Modoc. Right. Oh, I'm not going to remember names. the acronym for it. <laughs> Modoc. Yeah, let's just get out of the way. Ultimate Most killing machine. Mechanized organism designed only for killing. Yeah, this is go. it. The movie that I, was it, like, I mean, I have some fun facts about this film and some stuff on Modoc, but you get him in this movie. Yeah. Um, they only show parts of him, you know, kind of like coming in from the sky and like attacking the people. And you're just like, oh, what was that? Right, and you don't really get to meet him until he comes face to face with Scott when they got him prisoner at Kang's fortress, and he's like, "Hello, old nemesis." Yeah, 
And then Scott's like, what? Who are you? And he's like, don't you remember your old friend? <laughs> like drops his, drops his face mask. Boom. Uh, Darren. Darren. Darren Cross. Darren Cross from the first movie, the antagonist from the first movie, the bumblebee that attacked Yellow Cassie. jacket. Yellow jacket. I say bumblebee. <laughs> it, he got shrunken down in the quantum realm. Yeah, and you saw it in the first movie. Oh, my God. Where he got hit with the, the shrink stuff, and he was kind of shrinking in pieces. <laughs> and apparently that continued all the way down. Except for his head. Except, Except for his head. Legs. Which kind of got, yeah, he got the baby legs, the baby the arms. The baby arms. And he is Modoc. Modoc. He's right. been turned into a killing machine by Kang. All right. Was this a moment for anybody? Like, this was I, a moment for me. I could tell this was a moment for fans. It wasn't yeah. for me. Scott, tell us about this, this moment. This is just an outrageous character from the comic books. Uh, got his own show on Hulu, an animated show. Patton, Patton Oswalt. Oswalt. Um, man. And you're just like, wow. I cannot believe they brought this level of ridiculous. He looks to the MCU so ridiculous to his head, so ridiculous his face. It just looks goofy. The, it was a little the the CGI was a little sketchy, but whatever. It's Modok. Modok. You know they they had plans to bring Modok into so many other titles. As, like I was going to bring up some of them, so they they were going to try to bring him into. Um, in 1997, Stan Lee wrote a script for an Iron Man film for 20th 20th Century Fox that featured Modok. Um, Christopher Marcus wanted Modok to appear in Captain America: The Winter Soldier with Peter Dinklage playing him. Yeah, wow, <laughs> that's a little strange. Um, and then they, you know, obviously went with Alexander Pierce in that movie. Dinklage obviously played uh, uh someone in Affinity War. He was one of the inevitably uh, uh, tree, the yeah. elf. Yep, that's right. Um, there was rumor also for Modok to appear in Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, they almost they tried to get Modok in the fifth season of Agents of Shield. <laughs> and uh, Dave Keith David was supposed to play Modoc in the canceled TV series series New Warriors. So hey, man, lots of opportunities never happened until now. Finally got him. That's for you, Scotty. Oh yes. God, <laughs> love it. I need I need multiple applause buttons. Is what I need. That's what I'm learning today on the show. I'll give it up for Modoc and you, Modoc fans. This is probably a long time coming. I'm sure when you saw him shooting out with his his saws and his little arms and everything, it was pretty good. And this is a different from his comic origin, right? This yes. is completely yeah. new. So that's kind of cool. I like when they, they worked it things in. like that. That's shows they can still be yeah. creative. Gotta gotta make it different. Yeah. Um, all right, so really moving through the story at this point, you know, the the, the mission becomes clear. Don't let Kang leave and um we gotta do it together. I mean, that's what it comes down to. You know, like the premise, I guess, that they're kind of the theme of what they're working with is Scott's daughter wants to help everybody. Scott is like, we just got to get out of here. You yeah, know, I just want to go. I don't really care about helping everyone else. I'm only really worried about you. Yeah. And myself. Yes. And we just got to leave. He's, he's a reluctant superhero. Reluctant superhero once again. And that's the that's the hill that he's like having to overcome yeah. in this movie. And he does. Right. Like, yeah. So then what's he do? He teams up with the people. To, yeah. Uh, the you can see when they get attacked. He kind of wants to stay back, and she suits up. She suits up, and she like runs you know, toward the danger. I want to help. She's this bouncing person. off people because she doesn't understand how to fight. Tap, punch, you know, tap, tap punch, punch, tap punch. He's trying to, you know, teach her how. Much like Hope taught him how in the first movie. It's like, did you see how I did it? She's right. like, no, I couldn't see anything. Yeah, you were very small. <laughs> 
Um, Cassie has her big moment helping the rebellion people like escape from the prison. She gets on the big loud com and like motivates everybody to come help. And um, I mean, epic fight scenes. This, I mean, we have not talked about the CGI a lot in this. I mean, this movie is 99% CGI that, you know, they were definitely filming in front of that big dome thing that they have now green arena well green is i mean they use you know green screens blue screens we all know about this but if you've watched um i think industrial light and magic they show you the stuff they're using on star wars and mandalorian now and they use it for marvel movies they shot thor 11 thunder on it for sure and i forget what it's called but it's the The volume i think it's i think you're right the volume that they use for the batman it's like the i I, it sounds right you know if you just look up like big giant disney movie shooting screen i mean it's essentially like they don't need the green screens anymore yeah essentially you're shooting pretty much with what is around you on the screen essentially a lot of stuff you see in thor 11 thunder when they're on other planets the stuff they used to paint in the backgrounds for like the old star wars movies now they just have an actual screen where like you're pretty much there oh okay it's insane so you're standing in front of a bunch of tv screens it's not even a bunch of tv screens it's one giant mega oval screen okay like you haven't you won't believe it yeah like yeah. it doesn't seem like it's real it's, it's, if you go to if you watch um the batman on hbo max and go to the special scenes or whatever there's a good there's a really good video on it that hmm. shows pretty cool especially with the scenes that they use it's specifically the chase scene which is one of the best yeah ever. oh yeah that's mm-hmm. phenomenal Back to the MCU, though. All right, well, backing up. Hey, we're, <laughs> we're, we're approaching the end of this thing. It comes to a head. The battle is happening. Uh, you know, it, well, it, Kang, Kang has yeah, taken it's, it's Cassie. Okay. You know, yes, he, he's he, got Cassie, and he tells he tells Scott, there's like, only hey, one way you're out of here at all. Right. I need you to steal something for me. And this is basically. Somebody's got to get the MacGuffin. Yep. yep. Wouldn't be a Marvel movie like, without hey, a MacGuffin. I need you to get in here, and I need you to shrink this time battery, you know, my car battery. I need you to shrink it back down. Yeah. So we can get out of here. Yeah, it's really big. And, I need it to be small yeah. again. And then you can have your daughter. I don't really care. Probably uh, one of my top favorite scenes in the in the movie, though. Real a real look at Kang, uh, a look at his powers. Oh a, yeah, a look at his. He's um, he's his almost style. like force choking everyone. His Darth Vader moves here, where he's throwing Scott and Cassie around. He's got her hovered in the air. You know, laying sideways. He's, you know, choking him. Yeah. Uh, you know, you really get to see his his level of power. It's I'm so ready to see some of these origin stories of mm-hmm. Kang. Like I wanna see like the early days. I wanna see like you know, he like he's like, you know, I know he's different <coughs> people probably sometimes, but like the Nathaniel Reed, Reed Richards, I feel like, you mm-hmm. know, from like the thirtieth first century and stuff. Yeah. Like I just I, I know it's all leading there. Like we're eventually gonna get these stories of like seeing the multiverse for the first time. But at this moment, you're just getting this guy in his full villain suit and he's like, I'll kill your daughter. And he's like mm-hmm. bending her to her bones. Yeah, like I'll do it right now. And being quirky, being the funny offbeat Scott Lang isn't gonna save you this time. No. Uh, and he even says, like, you know, he knows who the Avengers are. Yeah, who's the one with the uh, the axe? He's the, like, the hammer. The hammer. Are, are you the yeah. one with the hammer? Okay. With the hammer. And he knows. He I've knows killed he's many not. Avengers. Yeah. Have I killed you yet? Yeah. So good. Like just, I mean that those scenes. I was like, hell yeah. Um. So yeah, like, yeah. you got to go in there, Scott. You got to shrink down into the giant battery, and uh, it's gonna mess with your mind. And yeah. How's, how's it gonna do that? Mainly with what you you called it earlier, Andy. A probability storm. Storm. Yep. And what's that mean for him? 
copying himself it means infinitely. A, yeah, every decision that he could make will be duplicated is, into a new version is, of him. is being played out almost like a, a, a smaller version of what's happening with the timelines. Mm-hmm. You know, it just keeps branching and then branches branch and those branches branch. And every decision that you could make is being shown right in front of you. He's just splitting off like crazy amoebas on crack. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we had just watched uh, Living With Yourself, the show with Paul Rudd on Netflix where, I mean, I don't want to tell you what happens. You should just watch that show. And, oh, my God. And it's about a couple Paul Rudds, and that's all I'll say. And that's just, funny. I forgot I about that. I think I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Like, I, I couldn't help but think about that. But uh, that was a crazy scene. I mean, you can't. this is some of the best CGI that you're going to see, like the growing, the shrinking. They really brought it on this movie, you know, the, the technology. And, and, and in this probability storm, it's like full force. Yeah, he's he's shrinking. He's trying different things to get to the core of this machine. It's not working. And it's not working. And finally, you know, he gets the uh, the version of Scott that still works at the Baskin the Robbins. Baskin Robbins, yes. you know, employee of the century. Yep. And somehow he gets all these versions of himself to work together. Yeah. He goes, We all want the same thing. Yeah. Cassie. 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 Do it for her. Get him up, the, and I mean, you know, I, and they I, all start chanting. And I had the chills. Yeah, I was for like, sure. The vibe. I'm sure you use a dad too. Yeah, I, like, all oh, my shit. kids were there. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. Like I was feeling it. I was like, oh shoot. Okay. Uh, and then hope, hope comes, comes down and saves him, pulls him out. They are able to shrink the thing down, and uh, this is the big moment. Kang is there. They're there. Hand it over. Don't hand it over. Uh, we made a deal. He's like, ah, I don't care if we made a deal. I'm going to keep your daughter. He just takes it from him with his force powers. And uh, what happens next? Um, I mean, this is the big battle, essentially. This is yeah. So, yeah. They, they basically are like, we got to go fight. They're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he takes his stuff back up. He's like getting his shit Ca- going. Cassie is fighting with Modoc. Cassie's fighting Modoc. Yep. And because he sends him her him to like go kill her, right? He's like, go yeah, kill her. kill her. And she he gets the whole speech of from yeah. her that where she's like, "Listen, Darren, yeah, you know, you're just a dick. Just stop." You just, he's like, "That's all I know how to do." He's like, "Tell me what to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be it. I'll be it." That's so weird. That was one of the weirdest scenes in the whole MCU. Yeah, especially when they showed his earlier in the movie when they showed his like him being made and they showed his like naked yeah. butt yeah, he's he's naked. Little, little, little tiny butt baby arms. Like, what is this? and like just putting him in the suit <laughs> I was like this is movies kind of for kids and you just showed that weird alien's butt kids have butts yeah man that's true it's funny it's a good laugh <laughs> I laughed I was, yeah. la- I was laughing um, you know, so I- she she jumps on the the projector she gets everybody riled you know, up. trying to get all the rebellion together. And Scott goes you know. mega giant man. Yeah, probably the biggest he's ever been before. Yep. And it, he runs in and it's attacking the the dome around Kang's fortress. Like this is what's protecting Kang. He's trying to just get his ship fired up, and Scott's like trying to beat it. Uh, Cassie ends up getting big. They're both big, so they get to kind of do it. And then right when it seems like they're not doing so hot it's going horribly kang even gets so pissed he just comes down into the crowd and is just massacring oh, people yeah, with his beams laser and people all over the place this yep. is where we show like they show just like the flat out disregard for life yeah you know this guy has no regard for life it's about we just got to wipe these folks out um the powers look crazy i mean the beams coming out of his mm-hmm. hands this is was this adding up for you as a person that maybe knows Kang a little bit? For me, I'm like, I still don't know exactly everything this thing this guy can do. They yeah. don't tell you anything. They just like, here's this Not villain. Not really. I mean, I mean, 
He just kind of is who they say he is. Yeah, because he's know? got the tech. He's a genius, yeah, he's, mainly. He, he's a future time-traveling Iron Man. Yeah, basically. it's like Iron Man, but like next level. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he was he was a huge part of Secret Wars, first comic book that I ever read, basically. And, I mean, it feels like this character was just ripped off of those pages, like from like the suit and everything. Just completely one of the best... The suit looked great. Comic accurate ones yeah. that, that they've done from the start, I think, for sure. All right. Well, it, as it's going down and he's murking everyone, who comes and saves the day? Ants. Hank. Ants. ants! <laughs> the smart ants. The now they're even smarter. Oh, not only, you know, remember how smart they are? He said that they fell into a time vortex they landed somewhere they lived for thousands of years and they built their own society and they evolved well past everybody else and i mean there, there was just so many of them and like the technology was crazy and they got like gunships and here they come man and i mean they, yeah, they, they, they developed dent. socialism that's what he said yeah, yeah. they developed he, socialism he goes, he goes now say what you want about socialism <laughs> okay. but i mean that was a, quite a line for a marvel movie you yeah know? for sure um you know disney's like you know baby yeah. steps well the, the irony is Ants are driven by the queen, so it's like it's not really socialism when you have. Aren't those? Out. Is that true for ants? I thought that was bees. No, it's no, the same with have, ants. It's the same thing. It's with an ants. insect kingdom thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's why I was like, oh, wait a minute, this doesn't totally add up just based on the way the bugs work. But... Well, in the battle, well, the monarchy is kind of not really anything yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, they make a big dent. They actually like pile up on Kang. It looks like they might be able to even break through his fortress. They take down his stuff. Um, the, the other army is there, like the local, you know, rebellion. And, uh, this is all going to come down to being in a room with Kang. They're all there facing him one-on-one in his fortress. I don't know if I'm skipping anything. Don't forget here. the Modoc sacrifice. Yeah. Oh man. Modoc. Yeah. Cassie basically convinces him to fight against Kang and distracts <laughs> him for like just enough time for the ants to kick Overtake in and carry him. him away and i was like wait did ants really just end this movie yes and yeah. I, 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 I like they got a hold of his body i was like is he dead yeah and modok's laying there he's out he's done you know it's the big dying scene yeah and he's, he's and, and he's like scott you were like a brother <laughs> he's like oh, yeah, he calls, i don't, I don't he's really like i guess i'm an avenger that. now yeah. he goes, like, i died I an avenger i'm dying an avenger <laughs> died an avenger and scott goes Yep. Yeah. Sure, sure dude. <laughs> and Hope's like, you did. Sure, you Dan. Did. <laughs> it was pretty yeah. good. Go ahead, Danny. My, so I really like Kang. My biggest problems with him was I feel like there was more story to tell because unless I missed it, like I didn't understand why he did or was doing what he was doing. Mm-hmm. There was like a big gap there, and like he he almost like alluded to like, no, there's a reason I had to do this. But he does, right? Yeah. We we I, I don't feel like we ever got that. No. And then he goes from like when you were talking about in the prison scene where he's like super powerful. I'm like, that's what I was like, okay, this can be a big bad. Cause I'm always looking like if Kang's the next person, well, he's got to deal with Hulk and Thor and you know, all these other superheroes with all these other powers, and Thanos could do it, made it interesting. When Kang got beat by the ants, and all of a sudden, like, why couldn't Kang just nerf the ants like he did everybody else two seconds ago? So that was for me. I'm like, okay, did you like? And even when he was, even when he's fighting Ant Man, and then will again in a minute, 
I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, at least when he was fighting him the second time, his like suit was broken. But yeah, right. I felt like when his suit was together, I'm like, where did all this power go? Like now he's just he's overwhelmed. Too many ants. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. Like, and I feel like this is a villain that is like I that's wanted exactly him to be. Yeah, I wanted them to trick him almost, and that's how they escape him to where they never beat him. They just like got lucky, <clears throat> which you know, jump to the end a little bit. It's kind of what Scott thinks about. He's like, Did, you know, how to go. Well, let's talk about this yeah. big part because this is this is my probably favorite scene of the movie. They are able to, the ants do take away Kang, but Kang comes back. They're, at the last minute, right? Yeah, they're, because they, so they're they're, able to open they're all the, getting ready to go home. They've been they figured out how to open the portal. They've opened the gate. Yes. Uh, Janet and Hank go through. Yep. Cassie goes through, and then Kang comes out of nowhere and and, well, and keeps Scott from coming through. But Jane Jane goes through. Cassie's standing there. He pushes. He pushes. Yeah, through. yeah. Oh, pushes man. her through. Makes the yeah. sacrifice. Oh, he's ready to stay. This was it, man. Yeah. Oh man, this was it. And yeah. hand to hand combat. Yeah. And Scott Lang is already not like the strongest fighter. Right. And Kang like is just mopping the floor with him. And it's brutal. Brutal yeah. beating. I mean, I don't know, like you talk about kids watching this part. This is where I was like, Yeah, this is it. Bring it. Like like, yeah. like be this is like the edgiest the movie gets. For sure. Um And he says it right out. Like you can tell Scott Lang has just given up going home. Yeah. Because he says that's over. I don't have to win. We just both we have, just both have to lose. And that's the moment. All I have to do is keep you from going in. And he takes the the things. Hope came back, saves his ass. Yeah. yeah. Blasts yep. him and then they hit him with the shrinking uh disc again on the thing and it sucks him into the time engine. Into the time engine and just kind of like disappears. Yeah. Gone. 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 Right. Yeah, totally, <laughs> right? Yeah. For now. And then to me was this scene that like felt like in the original cut, you know, Scott's dead. <laughs> and then in this cut, it was just like, Oh, Hope, I love you. Oh, I yeah. love you too. Let's go home. Kiss. Let's go home. And they go home. And it yeah. felt like that. But I feel like they did a good job with like that lingering because what do we get? Scott kind we get of like Scott that inner monologue. Doing he's, the little walk down the street. He's happy. Oh, we saved the day. Or did we? He's got to pay did for I? his coffee now. Wait a minute. Yeah, he, yeah the guy's like, you're you're the guy with you're the bug ants. man. You're <laughs> bug man. <laughs> That's twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. Um. Yeah. He's like, I saved the day. I saved all these people. He's like, but is that what happened? Did I? Did I save everybody? He like, did. He also mentioned that there were a lot more of them right. coming if I didn't let him leave. Right. Did I do that? You know. So they had this like lingering thought. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. F it. <laughs> That's the movie. Yeah. All right, in credit scenes. Because they're like they're just as part of the movie on this one. The oh, next yeah. next one you see, first one you see, mid credits. All the Kangs. The uh, Council of Kangs. I mean, how many? Oh, it's thousands. Uh, thousands. Thousands like an, upon in, thousands. An arena full. A, an arena full. And then like in the background, you get like a few of them you talking. Get, you get three main ones. Do, do, these, which, uh, do you know these Kangs? One is Immortus. Okay. The other one is Ramatut. Oh, which one? I'm just kidding. Pharaoh <laughs> one, probably. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. And the third one, I'm not 100% sure on. It could be some sort of version of Iron Lad who didn't become a good guy. Um, 
but he had a very like futuristic kind of Iron Man esque suit. Um, Is Amortis these... the one that was like a different color? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he was the the main one that was talking. And what's he say? Yeah. He says, "Okay, so the uh, ex- exiled one is dead. Is is gone? He said gone. Yeah, but I thought they said dead. I, they might have said dead or off the table or yeah, yeah, somehow destroyed. And now I don't know what they said. Even it was like, like now now it's our time. It's yeah, now it's our kind time. Of. Everybody's like, all right, let's get together. Right. I mean, they were just going crazy. Where, yeah. Med- and I, meddling with the multiverse. Yeah. I think I think all of these Kangs were able to come together because of uh uh Sylvie killing the one who remains. In Loki. In Loki. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. These see- these guys didn't either A, didn't exist, or B, couldn't get together because he who remains was keeping the sacred timeline trimmed. Yes. And wasn't allowing any branches to form and any other Kangs to come to fruition. Yes. So so you're saying it's not the Kang from this movie, it's the one from the Loki show that they're actually referencing. Well, it, it, to me, it feels like it could be. Yeah, because yeah. to me, it it always ends the same way. Like a king either wins or like loses, and like right. our, our storyline with the Avengers now will like you know you think they'll win, right? Eventually, but what has happened always is like is a king eventually a comes king, together exactly and takes over and fixes the timeline. Yeah, fixes the timeline to keep the other kings. From getting out of control, right, and, it's and like, it makes you wonder: Was the Kang we just saw in Quantumania the bad Kang? Yeah, was he who remains the bad Kang? Is one of these other Kangs the bad Kang? And what is the bad Kang? And what and, is the bad Kang? And, and like, how bad does it get? Because like, who's the best Kang? Like, you know, and like, right. will one will one come along that's like a good guy? Uh, we have Iron Lad is a Kang who mm. came back and joined the Young Avengers. And became a hero. So, you know, there's infinite number of Kangs. Yeah. There's got to be a worse one. Is he younger? Is he like a younger Yeah, he's like a teenage Kang. Okay. Who came back to try and, like, not be a villain. Okay, so perfect segue. Second end credit scene. Loki. Loki. Season two tease. And Morbius. And Morbius. Mobius. Mobius. (laughs) A Mobius. Mobentown. A Mobius strip. <laughs> I just watched Endgame too. I be, just uh, I watch it like every week. Yeah, of course. Before this movie, <laughs> before this movie, I watched Ant Man, the Civil War scene, Ant Man two, and nice. Endgame. Nice, uh, man. It was so great. It was a fun week. That's good. All right, so good Loki, Mobius, in like the thirties, twenties. Yeah, it looked you know like he was showing off some sort of thing and uh, Victor the, Timely. Yeah. Victor Timely, like yeah, come all come around and putting on a show, and Mobius is like, that's the said, guy. That's the guy that you said he was like Dead. ominous, yeah, or scary. And he's like, that's the guy. He is, yeah. Oh man, I mean, you watch Loki again, and wow, I, master, I, I mean, maybe a masterpiece. You know, Dan, again. Dan, you had some some questions about you know where was Kang's story. You know why? What are his motivations? And I just don't yeah. think that this was the movie for that. 
Yeah, and you know that he, he it's yep. gonna we're gonna get it. Well, you know, think, this is, we're I, gonna get a lot of that in Loki. I think we're gonna get tidbits of it throughout this next phase, and then the Kang Dynasty Avengers Avengers film is where we're gonna get like a, a full background of story. Because if you think about Phase One and Phase Two, and even most of Phase Three. We didn't get Thanos's backstory. Yeah, and Thanos. We, we didn't get anything but like taste and tidbits. Yep. And post credit scenes until he and, was in Guardians. Until he was in uh, Guardians. Was he in Guardians? Uh, he was at the end of some. Yeah, he remember. was in Guardians. He was. He, he was in Avengers first. He was, yeah, he was in uh, yeah. the he tease was at Avengers. I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was after Age of Ultron. Right. Avengers. He was. He talked a little bit. At the end, to the his his people that were like running Loki, yeah, yep. And then they also yep. had, um, I mean, he was in Guardians because Ronan talked to him with his oh big, yeah, his that's face right, on the big screen. Yeah, this this I totally agree with you, Scott. This villain is so different because there's so many of them, and it's like a time travel kind right. of story too. We don't know if every version we're seeing is the same version we've already seen. And I'm also saying, like, like to Dan's point, you're watching Ant Man Quantumania. Say you don't really know any of this King stuff, and maybe you haven't seen Loki. They're just doing this differently. Mm-hmm. Lo- Thanos was like, the universe needs to be set straight. Like that's what I want to do. We have n- we don't even know really what this guy wants to do outside of like what was told in Loki, and he said a little bit of that in this movie too. It always happens, or like you guys don't know what's going to happen yeah. if I don't do what I need to do. Right, and like. To us, it's like it's almost multiversal a, war is like the concern. It's a it's almost a multiversal version of Thanos. Like yeah. I have instead of having to fix the universe, I have to fix the multiverse. multiverse. I have to, and if I don't, it's just chaos. And yes, and war and I death. have to destroy countless numbers of planets and trillions and trillions of people. But it's to make sure it works. Yeah, Jan Janet says. Uh, but you're killing trillions to do this as you do it. And he goes, I wish that that mattered. Yeah. They don't matter. Oh, man. Yeah. He's awesome. Best part of the movie, for sure. Uh, Jonathan Majors just killed it. All right. That's the story. Got some fun facts for you. Got some ratings. Uh, Before we get into that, we're just going to talk about this movie for a minute. All right. You've seen it. It's out there. It's come, it's gone. We talked about how we felt going into it. Danny P, tell me what you thought about this movie. If I could sum it up in one word, it would be meh. I mean, I just, as a standalone film, it's all over the place. I almost feel like it's unwatchable if you haven't watched Loki and all the ant. Like, you have, we're getting to a point where you have to see everything. Or you, like, Kang, I don't think hits if you haven't seen Loki in in nearly the same way, and that was my frustration. Of I'm just like I, I like I hear your point on like the tease of Thanos, but that was always a tease. This is like he's the primary villain villain here, and I don't really know anything about him except he's trying to get out of here and he killed some people. <clears throat> but he's like, but I had a reason, but I'm not going to tell you because I want to I want to do that later in a movie, and so. Kang was my favorite part. Um, Evangeline Lilly's character, Hope, could have not been in that movie. She had no role except to help out a little bit every now and then. Um, I felt Cassie was weak. 
I didn't like Scott's uh, character development. I had almost none of the humor hit for me. I thought the CGI was very under um, the standard for what we had just seen in Black Panther. And I mean, I'll take Avatar out of it. I'll pin it against Black Panther. And I think it was way worse uh, with the exception of the um, the Iron uh, Iron Man girl whose name Iron I can't Heart, remember. Riri, Riri Iron Heart, Williams. which that one looked terrible also. But yeah. it's come out now, actually. The people that worked on um, on this movie are saying, well, all the money got moved for uh, visual effects to Black, Black Panther, Panther, and yeah. we didn't have the budget. I thought the character, like all the different types of characters were really cool. It was very Star Wars-esque and kind of creature mix-esque. I thought that was neat. Um, but I, the story just felt so disconjointed to me. The humor didn't hit. And the, the action, while fun, <coughs> like this, this is very low on my list of overall Marvel movies right now. And I really wanted to like it. I was really excited. All the stuff people were hypothesizing when we saw like the rings going up around his uh, big platform. People were like, oh, it must connect to the rings. Like there was none of that. There was no connection with any of that stuff. Because I'm like, oh, that'd be interesting. Maybe there's like this through line with the rings and Kang and it's going to kind of bring these things together. Maybe we're just early. I mean, clearly those rings didn't mean anything. Um, but I don't know. It's like a setup for phase five i just i'm less excited than i was after black panther unfortunately i'm excited for loki because i like those characters but this did not hit for me yeah i'll uh, i'll pile on because these guys might bring us back with some some positives but <laughs> i i felt a similar way and honestly when i when i left i just kind of thought to myself like just running through phase four there is part of me that feels like all of these movies were like going to be better and edgier. And I look at Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. And then I look at this movie and I just think, where's, where's the strong characters making like strong choices. Like that's what makes a Marvel flick. A Marvel flick is like a culmination of everything a character has been through and giving them some, some real depth and like some real, hard choices to make and like i'm just not feeling that in this movie we talk no. about scott lang rolling through this like and i'm looking at quantumania from the trailers and everything going into this and i like kang did his part in this flick and everything about kang and jonathan majors is a win in this movie like every scene i see i'm just like i don't want it to end and i'm, I'm like i'm so intrigued and uh, like I'm like you know you can feel like that mystery about what's going on and then like you got Scott Lang who really feels like he took a back seat in this movie like I didn't know who was the star like you know it's like if you want the, his daughter to be the star or like it doesn't need to be just one but like the first two Ant-Man films are so good they did such a good job like giving such high stakes to like the things that they're going through and like this was in the quantum realm and like I still couldn't feel like those stakes until like Jonathan came on screen and was and being Kang. So I, I, I feel for I feel what you're saying. You know, part of me feels like you know, these feel like Disney movies. You know, they feel like the family first it felt you said meh. I've said safe. It feels very safe. It feels like this'll be fine, it'll get us through, and maybe we're saving the big stuff for the big movies later. 
which like i also think it was a big miss not bringing his crew back in some capacity yeah that was like some of the funniest scenes in the first two movies when they're sitting there like when he's planning out the heist the uh, i can't think of his name um luis yeah luis oh my god that's hilarious when he does that stuff i will tell you the guy the guy with the holes was one of the guys on the crew. David Dostalkamachia. Okay. Uh, yeah. Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man, yeah. Yeah, so he got, uh, he got to come back as a different character. Right. But yeah. not the... That guy didn't work for me. Uh, oh, I loved that guy. I loved yeah. the little jelly guy. All right. Uh, Scotty? Um, I, I can see where you guys are coming from, uh, especially Logan. I don't feel like this was... like Like anyone was a star here. This was very ensemble cast, but no one really rose above. Um, everybody performed well. I think uh, you know the the new Cassie; she was great. Uh, you know, Scott was great. Um, Jonathan Majors, I think, was a standout. Uh, everybody did well. I, I just I don't feel like this movie was the one that was marketed to me. In the trailer, I thought this was going to be a very emotional, very heavy yeah. start. And it was just, oh, well, can kid my, kidnap my daughter and I have to just do this to get her back kind of thing. Like, I really thought there was going to be a decision he had to make that was going to kill someone. Well, yeah, right. A death. I, I thought, thought, someone's gonna I die. thought he was going to He's sacrifice himself. For sure, yes, mm-hmm. uh, or at least have some that some of that kind of levity there, and it just didn't happen. But that's not to say that. I didn't uh, I didn't like the movie. I liked the movie, and I don't think it deserves as much of a low score as it's getting. Yeah, right. It's definitely not top fifteen. Yeah, take those. But I don't think it's like bottom tier at all. Like right. I wouldn't put this with Thor two or Iron Man three or any of the other you know kind of dregs of the marvel universe i would say this was a decent movie yeah it just it was missing something yeah i meant what i said about like i felt like they changed the end you know where like part of me thinks like disney's like we can't do this right now paul rudd might be in his 50s but he still looks great let's not kill him not even just that but like people are like a little unstable right now maybe right and like we can't be like we got to keep like spirits high Right, like, uh, but yeah. Think about the last two movies, though. You have Black Panther, super heavy, and you have Thor, where Natalie Portman's character, you know, died. And so right. maybe yeah. they were like, that hey. was a little slapsticky, goofy movie. Yeah, but it, it still it agreed. It had like a character death, and like, okay, maybe we don't kill another one like three movies in a row. But that that was a character you only got, you know, like a long time ago. That you yeah. didn't really even knew know that you wanted. And she's not done. Yeah, like she's in Valhalla. Right. Still true. accessible. True. True. Giggler. Yeah. Here's my issue. Months and months ago, the director of this movie said that it was going to be a, a Avengers level event, not just a stepping stone as the other Ant Man movies. That was a lie. So that's <laughs> lie. Yeah, I know. They keep like these movies have their own hype. Like they don't need to add yep. to it like that. That's it. I think that's where I kind of got with Doctor Strange, where I got my hopes up. It w- like 
before the movie, but I agree with Scott. This isn't as bad as I think everyone's saying. Um, Jonathan Majors, fun. I need him. It was fun. More of him, and I think honestly, he has a chance to be a better villain overall than Thanos. If if like just because of what we just talked about, he's going to be in so many different things, so many different versions. He's going to have a lot more when depth. Thanos mm-hmm. is, was in two credit scenes, uh, one scene, and then. Infinity War and Endgame, and then he was he was done. So yeah. um, that's that's what I'm most excited for. Just and I think he's in for a, a busy next few years. Uh, but I think from what I've seen so far, uh, I, I'm really excited for this villain. But um, I mean, what else? I honestly couldn't like. I also got the Star Wars vibes from this. I couldn't tell. Like, uh, I have to see this movie again. I think I'm going to see it in 3D and just kind of digest a little more. But I couldn't tell if it was like a Star Wars slash Bobo Guardians of the Galaxy like mashup or like one of the better like family comedies that Marvel's done I like there was it had little hints of both of those but I think Paul Rudd humor overall is just getting just old to me because it's the same like the same jokes kind of over and over like the same shtick yeah but because I'm the person that I am, I pre-ordered his book on Amazon the other day, and it comes out <laughs> in a September. Real book? Yeah, it's, it's a, a real book. book. It yeah. comes out in September. Look out for the little guy. They had an audio like book, and yeah. he's like actually listening to it. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> I, I felt the same way about the humor, though. Like in this movie, I felt like they brought in that that Scott Lang humor, and it felt like misplaced. It felt like they were just like, just do it again, and just make the same, have him make the jokes and. You know, he, like he, he always a... he, he always made these jokes in the past. So just you know, have him make the jokes again. And I was like, this guy has been through so much. Mm-hmm. Like it would not be like this. Like th- like think about how he, how he was in Avengers Endgame. Like where's that guy? You know, like this guy is just like I'm telling. It just felt like watered down a little bit. He needed. I feel like he needed the right characters or situation to play off of with that humor. And like, because in Avengers, when you have so many like that are super serious, like Tony Stark and Captain America, and you got one guy cracking jokes you know it's it's funny because that's you know that's the the funny guy but here it just didn't i don't know it's like it's like he was just telling jokes to tell jokes it's not like he was even engaging with other people it felt like sometimes well it's like he's like talking to himself a lot it's like andy said they talk about what this movie's gonna be how what it's gonna like the tone is different it's not the same as the first two movies i'm like uh yeah it is it's exactly the same outside of kang like kang's the only thing that's like a little bit darker and like right he's just as dark as like darren cross who was like a murderer like um, you know, just in the regard of the Ant-Man movies, comparing them to each other. But anyway, it's... Yeah, but I, th- I think Kang's the best Ant-Man villain by a mile. Oh, like, for sure, I, yes. I was more interested in him. That's why I was disappointed I didn't get more of his story than anything else in that movie. Who was the villain in Ant-Man 2? Um, ghost. Ghost. Ghost, <laughs> that's right. Who is apparently also not dead. The Ghost, ghost and the Quantum Realm, you know, getting yeah. Jan back, Janet back. That's right. Which, you know, this movie is also like the payoff to a lot of those things, too. Like her being gone for 30 years, and they talk so much about the quantum realm. It's called Quantum Mania. I do just think that, like, at this point, this is like, you know, how many films, how many titles now? You're just expecting, like, it to be like a game changer a little bit. Like, yeah. I understand if this was just like Ant Man 2, but I'm like, it's Ant Man 3. So it's uh, the, the MCU is really starting to fall into the 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 same trappings as the comic books do hmm. where if you want to know what's going on with this event 
you have to read X title and you have to yep. read another X title and then another X title. And that leads to this. And if you want to know what this character was doing, only shut up on these three pages. You need to read these issues over here. And it's really starting to branch out. Yeah. And I think, I think they're starting to lose people. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely felt like I have to watch these films but like they've also done a good job with the catch-ups on disney plus they have like the featurettes yeah of like scott lang catch-up where's it been where they been yes what happened legends or whatever yeah marvel legends yeah that's what it is so i would keep that in mind i would love to see and i know it's not going to be for a while but if i'm kevin feige i'm sitting down and saying for the next big thing that we have not already announced let's make an original villain so that nobody knows you can't read comics you can't find source material and hypothesize we're going to put somebody in front of you that you've never met you don't know what they're capable you don't know why they're doing that's the sort of thing i need i feel i need at this point a little bit to like i don't know put some of the mystery or something back into it because i i agree with you scott it's very much like it feels very comic booky after they've been doing it for a, a while. And then they always have to do some sort of like hard reset. Right. Well, and and I, I think, think this is what the, I mean, it's almost the plot of Kang. Yeah. Yes. Trimming the timelines. It's, yeah. Is what we're complaining about. Like, Hey, it's starting to branch out too much. Well, Kang is literally here to try and fix <laughs> He's that. Trying. He's like, I'm trying guys. <laughs> yeah. Him and she Hulk are going to team up. And right. After Kevin Feige. <laughs> And that that will never happen, Dan. They will <laughs> never make an original character to to star as a, a you know a hero or a villain. Maybe Phase Twelve. Or you something. know, it's they've got too many. It's too easy to go to the well and pull somebody out. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I, I will. I say, know it's the easy, safe choice. Yeah, I will say. I, I feel it like would be there, the exciting choice. There's a trend in myself. I feel like I'm recognizing even from the Phase One through Three movies where like you're really hard on these, these movies sometimes out of the gate, you know? And like every time I go back, you're going to come when it, when it releases on Disney plus in three or four months, exactly. You're going to watch it again. And you'd be like, I don't know what I was talking I about. I was talking about. I'm going to listen so to this great. episode and be like, I don't know what I was talking about. This was, it was great. Exactly. Like, it's like, I'm, uh, I'm going to watch it four times this week. And I am. And I also <laughs> believe like how you feel on a day is sometimes how you feel about that movie. That right. Day. Right. You know, like you might just like, I might, I might have just been like, I shouldn't and, have watched it I, after work. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, on a Monday, on a Monday, oh, <laughs> case of the Mondays. <laughs> But I, I mean, you know, I know people review bomb, but it's not like there was like a charged element of this movie that would have led people to do that. And there's clearly other people that felt meh about this or felt that this was bad in some way. I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad by any means. I just, I really wanted more. Yeah. And I think that you see that when you look and online is going to go to the extremes. It always does. But yeah. But it's not like there's some, you know, political shit or something in here that people are getting all, you know, crazy about. Not that I saw anyway to where I, people clearly were disappointed in some way um, that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just and maybe to your point, Andy, I just hyped it up myself too much and was too excited and went in and it was decent. And I felt negative on it because I wanted more like I wanted a Spider-Man you know, like event I wanted, like, it's just, it's such a roller coaster. Like, you know, walked out of Wakanda forever being like, wow, that was awesome. And then I come into this and I'm like, eh, 
okay. Yeah, I know what you, yeah, but, I, I know what you mean. Like this we heard about this movie 4 years ago. I think the yeah. problem is they just make too good of a trailer. Well, that aren't you guys starting <laughs> it's to lean too good. Aren't you guys leaning yeah. toward like not watching these things anymore? Like especially like now like I'm just like, I, I, like I, I've been watching trailers like crazy because it's fun. I'm like, man, it's fun to watch these trailers. Yeah. But then you go into these movies and you're like what movie is this? Right. This is not what was marketed to me. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know if I got to stop. You know, I'm not watching any of the featurettes or any of that no, stuff before. None, yeah. It's usually just the teaser and the main trailer just now. Just get in there. And then I'm done. But even those sold me a different movie than I bought. Yeah. yeah. And also, take those, take the ratings out there, like on fan, on. Anywhere. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomato. You know, it's like a 45 So or is something. Eternals, you know? Percent. And, like, Eternals is one of my well, favorite, you know? And Eternals, but Eternals is also, like, you know, kind of challenging, like, it, it, some big they, picture stuff. And they like this they made, too. yeah, like, a, a an effort to be different. And sometimes being and different that. is what sets you into that, like, negative right. review stuff, you know? So, like, whenever, sometimes when I see a low score, I'm like, this might be really good, you know? Um all right, let's go ahead and do roundtable ratings. Uh, I'll go first and get it out of the way. Uh-oh. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, had a great time. It was a lot of fun. I, I saw it on a Monday night. Maybe I didn't should have seen it on a Sunday or a Saturday, um, but I still had a really good time. Jonathan Majors is here. Kang is here. Um, I want to see more Paul Rudd. I want to see, um, I want to see Hope again. I want to see Cassie some more. Um, this is a fun movie that when's in, when it's on Disney Plus, I'll rewatch it again and have a, a good time. I'm sure for today, though, real life rating, real time. I'll give this a three point one. Oh wow, I I did not expect that. I'm just being honest, Giggler. I really thought you would have come lower than that. No, yeah, look at that right there. Three point one. <laughs> Tie. We tied. Three point one as well here. Any uh, final thoughts? I said many bad things about it earlier, but I mean honestly Obviously we still land I'm high, easy, you know. Easy as hell to please. Uh <laughs> yes, I got you. Uh <laughs> but I mean exactly. Not not in my top top fifteen Marvels, but it's it's somewhere in the middle. Um uh, maybe even closer to the bottom but damn i had a great time and i've just said that i'm gonna go see it again probably at a couple tuesdays this next tuesday is already reserved for cocaine bear so cocaine bear (laughs) it's here already i already got my tickets if anyone wants to join let me know all right five dollar tuesday which is now seven dollar tuesday at ronnie's oh man inflation hitting everybody yep scotty scoop final thoughts on a rating um i really love jonathan majors i can't wait to see more of him uh cassie She'll be a young Avenger um, for sure. Uh, I don't know that I need really anybody else. Like we said, Hope was useless in this movie. Um, I really wanted to see her do something more than she did. Uh, And it's really strange. I feel like I liked this movie more than you. But yep. my rating is a 2.9. Oh my gosh. What? All right, well we're still, but it's <laughs> still really hell? close. Yeah, it's we're it's still close. hovering around yeah. that like yeah. middle ground Marvel movie. Right. Right, you know. Uh, like, yeah, it, I like think the, it's the, right there in the middle. There's what 30 plus. Yeah. You know, I think we're somewhere in the 15 to 20 25 range. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And like you said, it's Later, I bet later it'd be higher. Yeah, oh, for sure. And like, and like you watch the Kang Dynasty, right, in two years. And you're like, oh, oh man, man. Like that was that's awesome. what I needed. And oh, you go yeah. back and you do your rewatch of four through six, and you're like, man, it was such an underrated gem at the time. 
Yeah, it's almost like a good chapter of a book. It's like if you just read that chapter on its own, you might not love it so mm-hmm. much. But when you read it with the whole book, right, it's really good. Something different. Danny P, you're up. Um, Take us home. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a two point eight. Um, I like it. That's a C plus, right? That yeah, that that's where I fell. Like I I don't think it's terrible. I just was like, you know, it's it's fine. Like. You know, I I had friends ask me, you know, what'd you think? I'm like, it's a Marvel movie. It's not one of the special ones to me. Like, if you you know, if you're gonna watch the rest of them, though, you better go watch this one. So, um, I'm like, it, you won't have a bad time, but you're not gonna walk out of there like maybe you have some of the the other kind of top ones, and that's what I was hoping for out of this. All right, guys, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. There it is, a roundtable, ratings. Uh, I promise you some fun facts. I sprinkled them in a little bit as we as we went, but here's some more. Here's a couple for you as we head into coming up. Uh, Scott's Ant-Man suit was altered to include the classic chess pattern that was from the comics. Don't, not sure if you noticed, Scotty. Nope, not at all. Uh, this is the second trilogy in the MCU to have the same director for all three films following Spider-Man films, 2017 to 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was John Watts. Mm-hmm. This was uh, Peyton, Peyton Reed. Reed. Yep. Liar. Yeah, liar. <laughs> um, at the beginning of his career, director Peyton Reed directed behind-the-scenes material for the Back to the Future franchise. Nice. You guys see where this is going? Do you guys remember yeah. this part in Quantumania? Well, a couple of moments. The pizza. Um, the pizza, yeah. The rehydrated pizza. Yep. And oh, he, nice. uh, he, he. You sure know how to rehydrate a pizza. pizza. Mom. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Fruit, please. Fruit, please. Um, he, he said that that was absolutely a nod to those movies. 100%. Uh, um, and then we, of course, know that uh, Cassie Lang was recast. Uh, the first person was Emma Furman in Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. And now Catherine Newton's in the role. And. <laughs> There was one more cool one here. Oh, yeah. This was the first Ant-Man movie not co-written by Paul Rudd. Hmm. Hmm. He's already too busy hmm. writing his book. Yeah, I guess he had Yeah, he had <laughs> other stuff on his plate. That's right. going to be very interesting. I'll let you guys borrow it when I'm done. All right, guys. Yeah, I want to check it out. I, I actually probably will listen to the audio book. I mean, Paul Rudd just talking. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. it's got to be hilarious. Yeah. You're probably right. He's listening to his own book in the car. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, that's relatable. Really funny. <laughs> just like listen to our own podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, guys. That's Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, the MCU, always going to be a staple on this podcast. Uh, go check it out at MostlySuperheroes.com forward slash MCU, where you can find links to all the source material from the episode, all the fun, fun facts that we brought up. Everything else is just there waiting for you. And with that, let's get into what's coming up. All right. Are you central time too, Dan? Yep. So it's it's, it's getting late for a little Wednesday night, so we're going to power through this and uh, go and talk about some fun stuff coming up in 2023. This is from Rotten Tomatoes. Get ready for Creed 3 hitting theaters next week. Jonathan Majors is making so much money right now. Yeah. So don't forget Jonathan. He deserves Ma- it. Yeah, he does. He's just absolutely fantastic. Fast. Yeah. Fast 10. Fast 10 year yeah. seatbelts. Has uh, come out with a trailer that's going to be hitting theaters. We tra- family, about- family. 
Uh, yeah, there's someone else after uh, Vin Diesel. You won't believe it. Transformers, they got a new movie coming out. Dungeons and Dragons, Scotty. Yeah, I, I got the crew ready to go see that I'm one. seeing the trailer. Are Chris you, Pine are you excited hilarious. for that one, Scott? I am very excited for that. Me I too. The whole, <laughs> I think it the, looks great. The whole D&D crew going. Oh, man. Awesome. I oh, bet. That's, that's great. Me, me and, me and Scotty, or me and Andy might have to crash your party hey, and show up. I, I will tell you when we're getting tickets all right oh uh, we got 65 with adam driver uh john wick four is coming out indiana jones dial of destiny uh, a new screen movie mario brothers movie <laughs> little hey, mermaid it's me mario <laughs> it's me mario <laughs> mission impossible don't forget about that one uh 23 23 dc movies shazam the flash blue beetle aquaman we'll be talking about all these dan Trying to get too excited about this slide. 2023 Star Wars, The Bad Batch, The Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Rogue Squadron, Skeleton Crew, The Acolyte. Are all these still happening, Dan? Anything we missed? As of now, yes. I mean, we haven't had a movie since 2019. That would be nice, but they're on the little on that. They're on the little screen. So, I don't think <laughs> so we'll get yeah. Ahsoka this year. Uh, Marvel Studios Phase 4 has wrapped up. Phase 5 is here. We just talked about it, and uh, we're just so excited. I mean, just if Phase 5 and 6, Guardians of the Galaxy coming up in a few months, the Marvels later this year, Captain America, New World Order. I mean, is that like New World Order, like Kang? Well, like... Or was, like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, like, play future tellers sometimes, and I'm like, okay, that's going to be Kang has taken over Earth, and, like, now everybody's... Or I'm like, no... No, I'm too ahead of myself. You're too ahead of yourself. He'll fight someone on Earth as like an internal battle, like the Thunderbolts, and then the end credit scene will be like Kang's here. I think yeah, this I is going to be yeah. like a, a instead of Shield, there's just going to be a new governmental system, you know, like AIM. Yeah. Or you don't you think know, Hammer? You don't think the Scroll will flow over from Secret Secret Invasion? Oh, oh, for sure. Secret Invasion, that's later this year. That TV show, What If, Loki Season 2, uh, Echo, Ironheart, Agatha. Will these happen this year? I'm, uh, he I'm hearing that we're only getting two shows this year. I think we're we're getting What If, we're getting Secret Invasion, we're getting Loki. Yep. And I think that's probably it. The other three might just be that's later. Fine. Slow them down, make them better. Oh, no, did we lose oh. Dan? Oh, Dan's done. He didn't want to hear that. Hold on, we'll see if we still have him. All right, Monitor your text, uh, Andy, and if we can pull them back in, we will. We'll keep going while we're waiting. Um, Blade, Deadpool 3, Avengers, uh, King Dynasty, Avengers, Secret Wars, and yeah, Armor we, Wars. Yeah, all those. All those. Thunderbolts. That's five and six. And then this year, we've already talked about this list, but just to run through it again, Guardian, Shazam, Spider-Man Across the Universe, If Echo Happens, The Flash, this is 2023, Secret Invasion, Marvels, Loki, D23 Expo, Craven the Hunter, Ironheart, if it happens, Blue Beetles definitely happen. Agatha's probably not happening. Captain America is that? It's not this year. What's that? Captain America: New World Order. Nope. No. Definitely not. Okay, so I need to take that off the list. That's next year. Aquaman. I don't know if Craven is hunting uh, hunting this year either. One last check for this guy. All right. All right, with that, guys, that's what's coming up. Plenty to talk about. I mean, it's a nerd's world. There's no doubt. Um, plenty to have, and it's, I know it uh, took us a little time to get back here in the studio. Thank you for your patience. We had a nice little recharge in between seasons. Go to mostlysuperheroes.com forward slash support to support the show in many ways. You can buy some merch. You can join the Facebook group. You can join the squad. Um, anything that you're looking for, it's all happening at mostlysuperheroes.com. Scotty, Andy, Dan, love you guys. Great time. Whew, so good to be back.
Phil Wright. Yeah. 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 Culinary Kakari started us off with a bang. Yeah, the tacos. Oh, delicious we, tacos. We didn't get to hear what Dan ate. We didn't. Yeah, oh, we didn't. We yeah. totally lost him. But uh, we know he's out there, and he'll hear us on Patreon. You can, too. And we'll be back for a lot more. Uh, nice to be back in the studio, and uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. Shazam. Shazam? I think is March, that's, right? That's what's next. Oh, I just had the slide up. Yeah, Shazam's probably coming up next. And then Guardians in May. Yep. Let's go. Cocaine Bear doesn't Cocaine get its own episode. Bear? I oh, mean, it's definitely going to probably get like a five-minute mini sh- meet or nah, maybe just a watch you a big- It's like, like a special, we'll just all come in and do something for Cocaine Bear. Come on, it's Cocaine <laughs> Bear. We brought it in on the show. Why not? <laughs> I'm ready for the Cocaine Bear cinematic universe. Well, maybe it'll happen. We'll see. CBCU. and that's how we know that it's over all right (laughs) bye guys thank you so much we'll see you next time thanks everyone it's mostly superheroes take it easy cue the music